song one more time. <laughs> it's our first piece of recorded content back. God, it's already so, trash. There was, there was a lot of technical issues. So, hey, it's all good. Do we have to hear the intro like four and a half times? Sure. But you know what? This is Kind of Funny's in review. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by Kevin Coella. Did you say Coella? No, I didn't. I didn't. You said Coella. We'll do the thing where you you take way too long to respond after I say something. We have Andy Cortez. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. 2021. New year, new me. Greg Miller. I renounced my wish. We should have never gotten more DCEU movies, all right? It was a mistake. I'm sorry, everybody, that I asked for this. I didn't mean it. I didn't know. Who would have thought? You know, I turned it on Christmas Day. It says two and a half hours of Wonder Woman. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Let's go, baby. And then what happens? This fucking movie gets going and it just, it won't stop. And I'm sorry. I know I'm the one who wished this into existence for you. I'm sorry. But think of it this way. It's the perfect encapsulation of 2020. It's all behind us. It's gone. And now it's 2021. Snyder Cut, baby. We got four fucking hours coming up. Strap in. That's what we have to look forward to. That's going to save it all. (laughs) The Snyder Cut. That voice. (laughs) It's Nick Scarpino. Tim, I want to be an apex predator. Give me more than one wish. Let's go. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that pre-ripped or something? Oh yeah, yeah. I've learned a lot a long time ago, Kev. If you want to take a shirt off in one rip, you gotta you gotta you gotta cut it ahead of time. I thought it was like that was, that was, really, that was really the most cool. impressive rip. <laughs> That's really like, cool. I've, I've seen Hulk Hogan do it. I've seen yeah. Andy Cortez. I, I'll be honest with you, like until now, you talking mentioning a rip, I thought it was a jacket that you like. <laughs> I thought it was made like a tearaway. Like a tearaway uh, but yeah, Greg, do you have a backup? Because we weren't recording that. Yeah, you were. No, you yeah, were. You we were. We were. Times. were. It's fun. You can't get this connection again. It's kind of funny. It's DCEU in review. That's right. We, for some reason here, rank and review every DCEU movie. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Or you can watch it live as it's being recorded on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Get the show ad free uh speaking of ads today we are brought to you by gabby and green chef but i will tell you all about that later uh real quick i want to say this being the first piece of content that uh is going live in 2021 later a couple hours from now if you're watching this right when it comes out we're starting our stream for 12 10 hours 12 hours 12 hours starting at 10 a.m uh announcing all of kind of funny's 2021 stuff go check that out obviously we would love your support over on patreon.com slash kind of funny to support the thermometer and all of that stuff that will be revealed unless you've already watched it you know how time works yeah it's crazy. The thing, right we this goes up before the stream starts so we can't tell you about the cool stuff we're doing, exactly. we're doing cool really stuff cool is coming. stuff <laughs> really cool stuff is coming uh but before we get to that we have to talk about wonder woman 1984 <laughs> the ninth film in the dc extended <laughs> universe <laughs> directed by patty jenkins uh she directed films like monster in 2003 wonder woman in 2017 uh she also occupied the sixth place for times person of the year in 2017 that's pretty dope can you imagine being times person of the year i like that greg we're we're close you're forbes 130 under 30 we're getting there you know yeah we gotta get you out there i want andy actually i want andy cortez i think i'd be a great representative for us what what year do you think you'd rep best coming up uh probably like 2024 I, I oh, feel wow, like there's going to be a lot of yeah. there's going to be a lot of stuff happening that year. The real okay, question, cool. Andy, is if they ask you like like how what was like working it kind of funny? Are you going to do the thing that Kevin was going to do if we want to stream it, where you just burn this shit down? <laughs> I was really bummed that I didn't get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all monsters. They just tear it all down. <laughs> uh, music by Andy. 
guess who? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Back, Hans baby. Zimmer previously announced he would retire from composing for superhero films after Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, <laughs> you hit a fucking swish three pointer. You walk away from the game. This is a walk off <laughs> home run right here, baby. <laughs> Junkie XL came in. We got we got John <laughs> we got John Elway retiring on two Super Bowls. <laughs> Um, however, he then accepted to compose the score for X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh, uh, my and God. Decided he couldn't stop there. So he came back to compose for this film. And I got to say, not the worst part of this movie, the score. I was actually wow. pleasantly surprised by it. I loved the overabundant use of the theme. Uh, and I loved that it didn't have the insane guitars. Andy Cortez was kind of funny. Hans Zimmer's, Zimmer's straight up pulling a one more game at night. <laughs> like, like there's, yeah. he's on four straight losses of Call of Duty Warzone, just getting destroyed. Like, nah, one more, dude, one more. We're going to He's literally doing the Undertaker thing where he can't, he can't leave on a bad match, <laughs> but he keeps getting bad matches. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh, in terms of release date, this film had seven release dates, the first being December 20th, 2019. I don't need to tell you the rest. You know the story. COVID happened. Uh, then in September 2020, it was pushed once more to December 25th, and it released on streaming platform HBO Max at the same time as being in theaters. It had a budget of 200 million dollars i was about to say say 20 but i couldn't get out of the 200 million dollars as first reported by variety actress gal gadot was paid 10 million dollars for this film 33 times more what she made on the first film that's insane get that back that's she only made 300k for the first one compared to like what normal superhero people get paid for shit but anyway 10 million makes a lot more sense uh box office of 102 million dollars 22 million in america the rest was overseas following its opening weekend warner brothers announced that hbo max saw total viewing hours on the film's first day more than triple in comparison to a typical day in the previous month it was reported that 23 percent of viewers had subscribed to hbo max in order to watch the film the company also said that wonder woman 1984 was already the most watched straight to streaming title of the year beating hamilton until the Disney Plus numbers came in. The report states that HBO Max saw a record of 554,000 app downloads on the weekend following the release of Wonder Woman, but that was blown out of the water by Disney Plus, which saw over 2.3 million new app downloads following Soul's release. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is currently only available in the US, so that does kind of say a lot about the numbers of like, it's a little skewed. Uh, but heading into the holidays, the streaming service has 86 million subscribers, which is <laughs> insane. HBO Max only has 12 million. So... Mm-hmm. So there you go. A runtime of approximately seven and a half hours, but really two hours and 31 <laughs> minutes. Uh, before we get into to what we think about this, I do want to give this movie two awards, two very special Tim Gettys oh, inaugural big, awards. Big okay. deal. Oh, inaugural awards. Wow, the first inaugural awards of 2020. Awards. Kevin, roll the graphic. Do we, is this a podcast of some sort? Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Tim Gettys Awards, 2020 awards. It's time to give them out. He was in Forbes, now he's giving awards. Secret Delight. Right? Yeah. Right, I'll give it to Secret Delight. <laughs> I love that it was the one lone scroll. All right. So my first uh, Tim Gettys inaugural award of 2021 is the absolute best trailer ever made relative to the quality of the movie that is not oh. a Zack Snyder film award. Yeah. So DCEU getting a lot of these. Definitely getting a lot of these. <laughs> it also gets the biggest waste of a movie being explicitly 80s focused and not taking advantage of that in any interesting way whatsoever and making the super competent character from the first movie a complete and total buffoon. Steve Trevor, RIP. Jesus Christ. Man, we, do you, you want to talk about to... somebody who should have been left dead? <laughs> oh my God. 
It's just ridiculous. Here we have this guy. He's like a super dope pilot. He's kind of like a spy. He does all this cool shit in the first movie. He comes here, gets transported to the future, which granted, I understand, would throw you off. But he's walking around like fucking how Nick says that Mark Wahlberg walks around just bumping into people. Hey, uh, what's going on with this That's thing? Alec Baldwin. Is it a piece of art? Or is, whatever. Hey, what's going on with this? Is it a trash can or a piece of art? Can I fly it? Hey, is that a break dancer? Can I fly it? I like Whoa, that Nick couldn't kick. give it. <laughs> I, no, I can't do Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just started bumping into things. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. Anyways, what did you guys think of Wonder Woman 1984? Greg, I want to start with you. Man, man, you know, like, just, I, I think I tweeted, right? Like, it has some good ideas. I like the cast of it, right? Like, I just on paper or whatever. But what a movie that just doesn't come together, I think, at all. Like, I, like, there's like, we're, there's something weird to it. Like, I, you know, Nick, and before we were going into this, we didn't spoil anything, but Nick was like, oh, yeah, you know, I tried to rewatch it, do it. I did that this morning too, just to make sure I had the second half plot beats because it's two and a half fucking hours for some reason. Eric Castro, friend of the show, of course, tweeted over the weekend after he watched, he's like, this feels like a director's cut of a movie. This feels like what you would put out on the DVD or Blu ray after the fact for the fans who want more content, right? But on its, first blushing thing two and a half hours of this where not a lot's happening i remember pausing it at one point when we wanted to take a bathroom break and it was like at the hour and 20 minute mark and i'm like keep in mind wonder woman hasn't been dressed as wonder woman for at least an hour and 10 minutes yeah Yeah, like you know what i mean she did the mall thing and then did this like i i we'll get into it a little bit in the plot but like when they started in but you know back on themyscira and they were doing like the olympic games thing or whatever right i I, I that scene hit for me i was feeling it and then i was like it seemed like this is going on a bit but okay i'm still enjoying it i'm seeing can't wait to see how they do this and as soon as they got to the mall stuff i was like oh oh what are we doing here she's like doing this weird like the effects look bad where she's doing this weird whip and then gliding and it's like okay she's it's like an extent and then she's saving people and it's all hokey and it's this but then like later on when she's fucking running and it looks awful like that looks awful somebody sent to me uh, the gif afterwards of the iconic scene i remember i know you all remember from smallville of when clark and the flash are running and the flash turns around and runs away from him because he's that much faster of course and it was like that looks better than i think wonder woman's movie running looks like and then just all like this is gonna be one of those movies where i know people are always like oh they just love to pick apart movies or whatever like there are so many things i'm gonna call out in this fucking movie that are not even we're not even picking apart these are just incredible leaps of logic that ruined a film and, it, and I, then on top of it, I had the, the you know, the the blessing of watching it here with uh, Jen, Lucy James, and Zach Ryan. And, of course, me being the DC guy, I'm sitting there, and they start into this movie. And, like, of course, the DCEU wants to think it's big swing and dick like Marvel, and everybody understands it, like MCU's 25 movies or whatever it is now, which they don't. And they, So, like, they're watching this, and when, uh, you know, Wonder Woman wishes Steve back to life and the wind blows in her hair and, like, the hokiest fucking shit of all time, Zach goes, if they explain that her boyfriend's back from the dead to a wish, I'm going to have a problem. And I was like, uh-oh. And sure as it went, like they then everybody started getting more. And I had to stop the movie and be like, I know, this sucks. Every, all these decisions they're making suck. You have to understand that magic exists in the DC universe. Like that they've never bothered to explain that to you, really. They've never gone out of their way. Remember that they didn't do anything fucking clever like MCU did, where they're like, you know what? Thor's not a god. He's kind of an alien. There's this. They didn't slowly introduce any of that shit. Like, there should have probably been a Justice League Dark movie already explaining this. But no, magic just fucking exists. So strap in. This movie's gonna be fucking nonsense. And it was goddamn nonsense the entire way through. Kevin Koala. What a terrible fucking waste of time. I can't like such a waste of time, such a waste of time. 
this movie doesn't know what it wants to be, and none of the aspects that it is are good. I like I will stand there to anyone that's like, oh no, it had moments. Like, no, it didn't. Like those moments are so far between and so muddled with a bunch of bullshit that it's just <laughs> an utter waste of time. God, I don't understand. Oh, I was just gonna say, I don't understand how this got made, how they decided to put this up to get people to increase the numbers of HBO Max. Like, this is like the biggest advertisement of like, don't get HBO Max, it's not fucking worth it. You come in to watch something, you watch this, and then you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna cancel my subscription. I don't understand, Kevin, to jump off your point, and this is never to be like I'm throwing shade at anybody because a lot of these people actually do know and they're friends and our peers and stuff. But when screeners or whatever went out for this two weeks ahead of time, people were like, holy shit, this yeah. is amazing. Yada. And I was like, oh, man, like I know how much people no. liked Wonder Woman. I, if you remember our interview of Wonder Woman, I was like, I enjoy it, but it's not like my best thing. But second viewing or third, I liked it more and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, holy shit, if you guys like that and you like this, I can't wait for this. And then to sit down, I was like, nope, this ain't Yeah, but that's always the way it is with these DC movies. I don't know what they make them sign when they come out of these screeners, but they're only allowed to say specific things about specific stuff. And it kind of paints the movie in a very good light. It was the same with pretty much every DC movie that's come out, if you remember Mm -hmm. correctly. I remember following like... A lot of people I follow that that review movies. I'm not going to point like point fingers, but they're all like, I love this specific aspect of this one emotion of this one thing. And everyone said the same thing. And I'm like, what fucking DCPR guy like put you all in a room with a gun to your head and said, only talk about how this makes you feel as a child. Um, I'll disagree with you guys a little bit on on some of this. Like you guys are saying that the movie was jumbled and it was a mess. I don't think it was. I think they nailed what they were going for. I just think what they were going for wasn't necessarily a great concept to begin with i think what patty were they jenkins, going for? i think patty jenkins wanted to make a retro homage to like the seven the 70s and early 80s wonder woman show and that's why you have a you have the the cameo by linda uh, dynamite Car- carter Every, like, the it's almost it's not an all is forgiven thing but even today hate watching this when we got there i got chills again i was like right, that's fucking cool it so i think cool. she said I, I think i'm sorry i think i think she said i want to make a campy movie I want this movie to involve magic, and I want it to feel like it's an episode, an extended episode of the the show. And I think they nailed that. And I think uh, Pedro Pascal's direction of being this larger than life, ridiculously over the top, like bad guy, who you can kind of sympathize with. I think he did a good job with that. I think Kristen Wiig did a good job, like with her character. I just think the concept or or the the foundation of what they were going for was just not good compared to the first one right it was just totally off when i watched this i was like this feels like it's a reboot of the wonder woman franchise from the first movie it doesn't feel like an extension of it if that makes sense and to tim's earlier point or or to greg's earlier point the steve rod this steve rogers no sorry steve um what's the chris pines trevor his character has these fun moments where you're like, oh, that's the character from the first one. But he's so fish out of water in this that you're like, is this a comedy? Are we watching yeah. an 80s comedy about someone that like time traveled? So this I think is, the movie, I, mean, I think it stands on its own two feet. I'm sorry, Greg. I think no, it's please. from start to finish makes sense. And I think that they did a, a lot of decent uh, job, like it was tying the first act of the third act and all the themes and stuff come through. Because I watched it and I was like, you know, she has that moment where she pulls her aside. She says, you can't cheat your way to a win, right? And that's kind of like the whole point of this. You can't, she can't like just wish that he, her boyfriend comes back because he's not there, right? She can't skip ahead. She can't cheat. It just doesn't. It's just not a movie that I think. I, I think just the direction of it and the tone of it is just not where it should have been. Sorry, I'm done now. No, no, Andy. this is your time. Um, I think this is a super unremarkable movie, and I think that's like the best compliment I could possibly say about it. Um, I 
<laughs> I'm glad I didn't read you all the screener sort of reviews that y'all are talking about. I'm glad I didn't hear about any of that stuff. What I did hear was a lot of Twitter, right? Uh, the day of, you know, Greg was trashing on it. Blessing was trashing on I it. I saw a lot of people trash trashing it. on it. And I am happy I read those because I think it set the expectations so low for me that when I came out of it, I was like, eh, I was, I was okay, I guess. Like, I was expecting a Tire Fire, Suicide Squad type movie where it was going to be offensive on all fronts, writing, characterization, acting, story plot and it was just only offensive on like most of them <laughs> but i think like <laughs> i think pedro pascal uh carries this movie i think even though you all are you know not super happy with steve trevor and the chris pine fish out of water stuff it still made me laugh and i think those are some i think chris pine and pedro pascal were entertaining enough for me not to think it was an absolute waste of time and i thought gal Gadot was good as well but aside from that i just any of the story aspects they kept trying to make you care about all about this universe. And I just ultimately didn't care about it at the end. And it's yeah. weird. Too. It's weird too, because like someone was saying like they didn't use the eighties properly. And we'll get to that. I'm sure when we start talking about um, that, but I think that the whole point of setting it in the eighties and, and centering it around the nuclear arms race was clever. And I like, I like how you feel it's going just completely out of control in the third act. I just, they just didn't quite nail it, you know? And See, I, my I problem is I don't, I feel like there's, I don't know script revisions or anything where that would have happened, but I feel like you see the pangs in this of what the out was going to be, and then they don't use it. And I really felt like to this Chris Pine thing where you're like, it's like, oh my God, like this Steve is not nearly as cool as the other Steve was. And like that really bizarre scene when they wake up in bed together and he's like, this is the best room ever. And she's like, yes, it is. Never leave. I was like, okay, they're going to do this thing where it's magic. That's not really him. He's going to you know, keep, he's going to be, the, he's just like, you know, facsimile. He's this bad copy. He's going to start showing his cracks. Same with all the other wishes as we get going. Like it's going to fall apart in a way that makes sense that we go back to a normal reality when they don't, they go through it all the way, never doing that. Never feeling like they fully commit to him being back. Cause none of these are the decisions. He, the, I feel the care. And I don't mean to be this guy, but the character that Diana and Steve were in the first wonder woman, I don't feel like this is how they would act in this. So it's, Maybe it is a little bit of the magic from the stone, but is it? Because they never tell me that. And then we go all the way through it and we get to the other. And it's just, it's what the fuck is going on? And then we get out of it. And then they're all sitting around like at the end and like, oh man, it's this clearly filmed Christmas scene when they were like, shit, this shit's coming out at Christmas. Everybody go do a Christmas scene. Let's get in there or whatever. I know originally it was too, but like, I don't think this was original. Anyway, this whole like epilogue there of them, everything being hunky dory again. It's like, what the fuck? Like how? How is the world dealing with this? How is the world like not fucking permanently flipped out and freaked? Like you don't, we don't put the genie back in the bottle anyway. Nobody's wishes ever. I wish none of this happened, which is what yeah, I thought would was, have done it to go boof and then like take it all. That back. was that was where I thought the Pedro Pascal character was going to get to. So what I thought was going to happen was he was going to see it, the effect it was having on his child, yeah. and he was going to go, "Oh my god, I rescind my wish." But then by him doing it. It rescinded everyone's wish and everything went back to where it was before. And he was just normal human being and then realized, oh, gosh, I've been wrong this whole time. I got to, like, stop trying to, you know, con people and stuff like right. that. The entire world rescinding their wish. I was like, there's not one person who's like, I wish for more new shoes. I'm not giving these fucking shoes up. These sure. shoes are dead. Yeah. Like, they did that by Wonder Woman literally looking into the camera while the most overused hype song of all time plays. The song featured in... X-Men Days of okay. Future Past, the song featured in uh, Kick-Ass. And again, fucking epic song. But it is such a cheap it's shot to be like, hey, here's a let's go moment. And it's like, no, this is stupid as shit. 
Nick Sarpino. So the scene when she's learning to fly, which I think yeah. arguably is, is, is and I, I like, I like this scene. Yeah, and like what literally not even, not even for a joke or whatever. Like she's not flying. She's falling with style. She's just, she's figuring out how to move her arms and angle herself I, to fly. I, I, I like the scene. I, I was like, this is an interesting concept and like her being able to ride lightning and like, because he inspired her to do that. I thought that was cool for their relationship, but the song playing on paper, this, on paper, Again, they didn't nail quite all, a lot of the stuff they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on, real quick. Behind this is what's up, Tim? I, I, let me answer your question, and I want to like correct myself. Actually, that is the song that I'm talking. That is about. the song. Okay. The, I was the, say. The, when when she's looking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's originally from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay, I was like, I've heard this song over every freaking trailer, right? Exactly. Why would they use that song? Because Hans Zimmer, epic. Hans Zimmer was like, I just don't want to. I don't want to. But it's not an original song. So, so Freddie Freddie Wong uh, Freddie Wong tweeted, and he was just like, uh, "This is like the most egregious example of having a temp song." And they're like, "Oh well, we can't find anything better, so just just leave it in, and leave it in that, the edit." And like that literally it. sounds like what they what they did. They were like, "How about this?" Like something you know when they do when they have a music editor who's like, "This is the feel we're going for," and they pull songs from other movies. That's literally so Patty Jenkins must have been like, "They nailed it. Let's just use that." And I, I got to imagine the music editor is like, no, 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 no. So like, <laughs> Please, no, no, song. don't do that. No, This <laughs> song is so well known and such a meme at this point that you can't. And she's like, just nail it. Just keep it in. But it then uh, what, what, I, what I made a mistake of earlier is when she's looking at the camera talking, it's the song from Batman v Superman. Oh. Well, from the beginning of the movie when like the when he's being raised and all that shit. And it's just like just such bizarre fucking choices all around so like, I'm not a, i don't think this movie is as bad as it sounds like kevin and greg do uh i think it's more disappointing than anything yeah. because this is the one that should have been the best this should have been before we even got into this review before we watched this movie this should have been number one with a bullet it is the complete opposite of birds of prey to me where i was like there's no fucking chance this movie's gonna be good and it was like oh this is actually really great this one had everything going for it we liked wonder woman the first movie enough right we love gal gadot we love the the cast of this we pedro pascal are you fucking kidding me seeing this trailer the ragnarok vibes like all of it it was every single element should have added up to being this amazing thing instead it feels like a lot of those elements weren't even used like we didn't instead of ragnarok like nick brought up the whole thing about the the arms race and all that mm -hmm. stuff being set in the 80s and like that is actually really cool and it, it definitely could have made sense in a movie that took that more seriously but it doesn't do that. It also doesn't take it into the 80s neon side that the trailer completely promised us, right? And instead of that, it kind of just turns into this thing where there's this amazing concept of the villain can grant wishes. Like, I think that is such a cool thing, but it's so hard to show. And it's so hard to, to get that right. But man, they really made choices to get it really wrong. And I think that that was to a disservice to the... the <clears throat> The, the blockbuster movie honestly it's like this mm -hmm. i don't want to compare it to mcu movies it's just like for this to come out and like to be a competent 70s superman style movie that's coming out in 2020 like i i don't know that there's really an audience for that and i think that really a lot of the re the reactions are are showing that andy what's up i totally agree with that tim i think it's like we all saw wonder woman and were surprised that it was oh wow this is actually a good movie i enjoy this wonder woman now let's add 80s style onto that. What does that look like? Yeah. And I think that just gets our expectations up. And we thought this was going to be the one. This was going to be the one that could easily be compared to the top flight of the MCU movies. And it just it just missed quite a bit. And I think yeah, that's unfortunate, I, I, too. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead Just to Tim's point, like, I, disappointment is the right way to put it. 
to be clear, like, yeah, I don't hate this movie. I said I hate watched it, but that's just because I'm like, oh, what even happened? Ah, oh, this fucking dumb decision. Ah, oh, this fucking dumb decision. I still don't think it's at the bottom of the list or anything like that or where we're going to show up on in review. It is just, I think, more than anything, yeah, a huge disappointment of they had all of these amazing actors. They had, yeah, the, they had, you know, Wonder Woman succeeding against all odds. I think back to Nick's point of, like, how it doesn't feel in-universe and it just feels like this weird thing. And is it a reboot? It's the problem as usual with the DCEU where it's just that nobody has the balls to say there's no Kevin uh, Feige, right? There's no, there's no Kevin there going like, this is what it is. This is what we do, right? They started, they started, I use it in quotes and loosely with Zack Snyder doing that and then started doing it, but then they wanted to get out of it, right? The execs or whatever. And I'm not even, again, not saying Zack Snyder was Kevin Feige, but he gave them the template that other people started using and then they started changing and yada, yada, yada. And then you get here to like, just the nonsense this movie has to do. And not only that, then, even though it's they, they made a point of like, you know, DCEU doesn't really exist, but it kind of exists, but it doesn't exist. But these movies will still be in there, but they don't need to cross over with each other. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like you see them paint like the reverberations of that painting this movie into a corner of Wonder Woman comes in and does all this shit in the, the fucking mall and then immediately takes out all the cameras. And there has to be a news reporter being there like, who was this person? Yada, yada, yada. And then we get her saving the city and kicking. And it's like, she's doing all this from the shadows, of course, because fucking in the other, in, you know, Batman v Superman, right? She turned her back on the world of man a hundred years ago, which makes no fucking sense because that's not really what happened. But it just means that she stayed in the limelight so they wouldn't know about it when we get over. It's like, they're just fucking doing gymnastics to get her on their own bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I think that I I was going to say to Greg's point, like, it's unfortunate because if this had been the third or fourth Wonder Woman movie, I think I think everyone would have been like, ah, whatever, well, you know, it, it is what it is. But there's so much, there's so much that this movie has to bear on its shoulders that that makes it so. It, I, I almost feel bad for the team that made the movie because it is kind of carrying the DCE right now, and therefore it is held to a way higher standard than I think some of the mid tier Marvel movies would have been. Um, I just, like so hard, man. I feel like the standard is so low for them to have hit with this, and they well, just I just like, I, I just mean no in that regard that a seventies Wonder Woman movie. No, but that's what I'm saying. I just I just I, I it, because Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, was a very competent film and enjoyable. I think everyone, I think a lot of people put an expectation on this that it needed to be like it's supposed to be amazing, right? And and I think that that makes it difficult for Patty Jenkins and the team to kind of get out of the rut and try to do something silly and new with it. Although I think that they probably should have played this one a little safer and not done the camp aspect of it um, because I think that's what's really throwing a lot of people off. Kevin, kind of funny. Was the last Wonder Woman like a very good and competent movie? Because I feel like it was very good until the third act. Like Number two on the DCU in review scale from kind of I mean, like that really sets the, the bar for, yeah, DC as well, a whole. Kev, Kev, the word's I'm, good and competent. Yeah, well, right. what I'm so saying I, is, well, uh, hold on, sorry, let me let me just finish. I really feel like that last act in, in Wonder Woman just totally goes, te- like, terribly. It's, like, just a hard crash. And I feel like, like the Trevor. movie the movie did this, did the same jump. Like halfway through, maybe a little bit earlier, where it just goes into a world that is magic that they haven't explained. And we're supposed to kind of just guess what's happening. And I feel like that's the biggest problem the movie has, where it's like the rules of what is going on is not defined at all. Like we kind of get that like, oh, everybody gets one wish. And like, I mean, they say that over and over again. And that he's manipulating people into using their wishes. But it's like, all right. I thought it was genius. I kind of thought that, that idea was genius. Oh, what the idea of like I want to be the wishing stone. So instead of it's basically a take on wishing for more wishes, but no, instead of yeah, doing that, yeah. he goes, I, I want to be the stone. Many times. And then he has to make 
he has to make everyone wish like i thought that was very clever because no one knew it was coming and it kind of played into his con man roots and i actually like the fact that the way she has to beat him is by basically coming is by showing everyone the truth which is sort of the, you know being true to yourself and, and not kidding yourself or not lying to yourself and not cheating your way through something i think is sort of the theme yeah. of the movie something that worked out the problem is it's not as exciting to watch wonder woman um straight up have a conversation with someone and talk him out of his bad decisions what we needed was like that to be the secondary character and cheetah to be the 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 main character that she had to overcome and that fight unfortunately you were just like let's just get through this let's well, that, get through this badly cg terrible makeup horribly washed out color because you can totally tell when they saw that final character in the editing bay they were like this looks like this looks like cats and everyone tore cats apart. What so a useless! Make this look better. And someone was like, "Well, we could have gone back to three years ago when we were we were figuring this out, and just had Christian Wig wear a cool costume. We did not need her to actually look like a cheetah. We don't need that." Uh, that was one of the things I was uh, fascinated about. That I thought was another one was going to be out, and how they were going to explain this and get us to a a big bad for them to fight and figure this out was when wonder woman uh and steve you know uh, find the remnants of the wishing stone and pick up that thing and she's like oh my god and drops it she's like oh my god it's old god magic it's this that the other yeah. i thought that was going to be the introduction that this was all a plot by cersei cersei uh who's a wonder woman super villain that's usually like you know right up there with her her, her lex or whatever you know arguably cheetah but you know what i mean uh that she was going to be this one and this was her grand scheme her grand spell and she was pulling all the strings to ruin man right And we'd have them fight at the very end to finish this all off in the third act and so when that that's just dropped in it's like oh my god it's a thing from them they're just it, and i forget even which god they reference i'm not uh boned up on my greek it went nowhere right. that plot line went no that was it that's <laughs> that's the explanation that's how we're gonna again to think about everybody who's in the who's in the crowd who only knows the dceu as fucking loose and crazy threads as those are of like batman v superman and what that world establishes now like Wait, so it's just some god made a stone and put it out there to fuck with everybody? And now it's just, it's like, what? What are you talking about? It's, it's interesting because you guys are talking about how, like, magic threw you off, or at least Greg is talking about. And, and, I, and I just well, – I was prepared for it is what I'm saying. I think for a general audience it threw Yeah, it I, I totally understand that, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, but for me, the second you introduce Greek gods into anything, I'm like, cool, anything can happen, right? So to me, when we start the movie off with we're an island of Amazonian warriors who were created by, you know, the same mythology that created – the Greek gods, I was like, anything can happen. And so the stone to me wasn't necessarily, it didn't throw me off that the stone existed. It was just, it, what threw me off is that it, they had to establish what the rules of the stone were and then get it in the hands of the bad guy. And that took an hour and yeah. and some change. And then Greg, to your point, the biggest, I think the biggest, um, the, the cardinal sin of this movie is that we see Wonder Woman in one scene and it's a mall scene, which parts of it are actually kind of fun i'm like oh this mm -hmm. is interesting like an interesting way to introduce this character instead of a grand like big epic thing because we just saw that on themiscura she's just saving some people in a mall okay it's a little weird that they chose to have this like <clears throat> group of like completely incompetent idiots rob a jewelry store at the local mall in like in brea but whatever that's fine this is where we're, where we're setting this um but then we don't see wonder woman again for an hour and 20 minutes and it's like what's the what what are we here tim gettys what's up what did you prefer nick did you prefer the guy that grabbed that got pushed through the giant drum thing and like kind of rolled around for a bit or did you like, whoa, when she whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. pushed the little kid and, and she kind of like flew into the giant teddy bear so i will be honest when she pushed the kid into the teddy bear and the kid like laughed i was How like did I know? 
Andy, I was like, that's I adorable. I was watching this movie and I'm like, Nick's gonna love it. Nick's gonna fucking <laughs> love it. No, no, I think I think the scene is I think the scene is ultimately doesn't doesn't necessarily work. And I think to to it Just doesn't work because of, Nick was gonna love the kid part. Oh, the kid part was the kid part got me, of course, because that's what it should that should happen right there. At one point, Wonder Woman should save a kid, and the kid should be like, "This is awesome. I'm seeing like a real life superhero." <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it was cute. What was weird was I that I feel like was it's like, just Patty Jenkins was watching anyone. Shazam. It was like, oh, fuck, cribbing notes here of like what people liked about this movie. Shit, we should put this in our But movie. it's But it's weird because when you start thinking about it, you're like, okay, she's like, shh, don't tell anyone. There's 400 people watching this. Also, after she flew in and took two of the guys out is when she takes the cameras out. So they have half of this stuff because she didn't think to take the cameras out beforehand. And it's just, it's very strange. The other thing that I wondered, I was like, there's a moment where she goes, we got to get to um, the Middle East. I forget what, what country they Egypt. have to go they to. They go to Egypt. It was Egypt, thank you. Um, and she goes, we got to get there, but you can't get there because you don't have a passport. You, well, you're and, burning so much plot stuff. I feel like if we're getting in, just hit me with the fuck. Okay, okay. Hold on, no, hold on. Kevin, Kevin's got but, something to say. The question, no, the question I had for this was, what has Diana Prince been doing for 60 years? Has she just Working been at, at the Smithsonian? Smithsonian? Yeah. Like, didn't you, oh, didn't you? Also, didn't you see the the photos that are saying she friend. liberated people from a concentration camps, which was an interesting choice to put her into. She went to New York with her uh, the friend, the one who dressed her in the first movie. Her she sister. was there as an old woman. She started Trevor Ranch and then apparently left that when she realized she's not aging. It was just one of those things where I'm like, why? At this point, like, I would expect a woman of her, like, having lived a hundred years or whatever, basically being immortal and being incredibly competent and incredibly strong, to just have vast resources at this point. And she is. Don't get me wrong, her apartment's baller as shit. And shout out to the Watergate building, which is hilarious that they actually said it said it there. Um, but I was like, how do you not have a private plane <laughs> at this point? Like, how are you not balling out? You've got all of these abilities. I don't know. Sure, I Bruce, that's life. Bruce Wayne's thing, like being rich. Yeah. Right, that's true. That's his power. Uh, Just one more thing, like the plot. Also, like, was it original or have you guys just like forgotten the ending of Aladdin, where it's like, all right, he turned himself into the stone, he became the genie. It's just like, why was the pun? Like, shouldn't it when he wished? But they did it really early here. Yeah, that's the end of Aladdin. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the bigger thing to me is it's it's Death Note, it's Code Geass, but done poorly. It's just like all of the like, oh, there's this cool fucking Done power so to print wishes or whatever. Right. And like when he uses the TV studio, it's like, guess what? Death Note did that way better 10, 15 years ago. See, well, I thought but- all that stuff, I thought all that stuff was fine. I just don't think it was as it just wasn't exciting. I was like, this makes sense. Sure, this this checks out. And Pedro Pascal is out there just, man, he is putting in the work on this character. He is like, I don't know what happened. Maybe he saw an early cut before they filmed all his scenes. And he was like, I gotta take this shit to eleven because I'm gonna throw this amazing wig on. And I'm just going to be this character who I think I think his character and I think that one of the moments in the movie that I thought was like, oh, I wish they had gone this way with it was the moment where Kristen Wiig becomes she, like she's running out of the thing. And then she sees the guy that, that assaulted her before and she just kicks still him drunk. down the fucking <laughs> still yeah, in a suit. Still that guy has not. Well, that guy's been I on a five day binger. I go down to the Congress. I go there. I stump for t- big tobacco. Then I get a bottle of fucking booze and just Oosh. wander the park. <laughs> That's what I do every night. That's why Nobody sees me for a week. <laughs> but so that, that moment of her like becoming the villain and kicking that guy down the street, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I wish this were the tone of this movie. I wish it was a little darker and I wish that becoming they could Becoming the villain by her. doing what Diana did and we were all like, yeah, get him. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, before, I, before we get to the plot, let me tell you about our sponsor. I want to tell you all about Gabby. We're looking for ways to save money, right? Of course we are. We always are, but especially now. So let me ask you this. How would you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? Andy, I know you want that $961. Give it to me, exactly. Tim. Exactly. 
That's exactly how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. Uh, I checked out Gabby. It's super great. You get to go check it out. It just checks to see if your insurance across the board is saving you as much money as possible. It's super easy. It's super quick. It's super free. It's fantastic. This is the time of year we go shopping for insurance. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. You just link your current insurance account and in minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. I did it and I found out that I actually have the best deal already, which is great. It's a, a nice peace of mind, though, because for years I've been worried. I was like, am I overspending on this? You know, I don't want to do that. I'd much rather save $961 a year, but it's good to know that I have the best I can possibly get. But you aren't so sure of that, so you should check out Gabby. Uh, Gabby customers, uh, let's see, if they can't find you savings, they'll let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there, and they'll never sell you info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. God, there's too many damn robocalls these days. Uh, you're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check out, and there's no obligation. Go to gabi.com slash morning show. That's gabby.com slash morning show. Gabby.com slash morning show. Gabby with an I. Uh, and next up, shout out to Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Joey Dewell has been using this for, for years now. Kevin Coelho has been doing it with the, that vegetarian option because of Paula. Ain't that right, Kev? It's really good, even though there's no mm -hmm. meat. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But if you want meat, there's meat options as well. Blessing's been using it. He's been doing the meat option, and he loves that. Uh, Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Uh, Green Chef makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're any of the things I mentioned before. Green Chef is the first ever and only keto meal kit on the market. It makes sticking to a low-carb lifestyle easy with recipes averaging only 14 net carbs each. Uh you go to greenchef.com slash morningshow90 and use code morningshow90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Uh, that is greenchef.com slash morningshow90 and use code morningshow90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's get into the plot. You're muted. You're muted. You're in. No, I'm not. No, you just were gated. Uh, You're coming oh, you're super gated. quiet. My apologies, my apologies, my apologies. Everybody! It's going to be so off-tempo. It's going to be so off-beat. It's good enough. People enjoyed it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wonder Woman 1984. We open on the island of Themyscira, where we're having the 19th annual These Chicks Run Games, where they're just out there. They're doing cartwheels and throwing shit These and fucking riding horses and games. shooting arrows. And there's smoke and there's all this stuff going on. Um... Hey, uh, guess what though? As, there's this Already, Kevin. Really? I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> there's a competition with fucking like what eight adult women and then a child that they haven't told has magic powers, right? She's just an eight. Well, year old. Remember, she doesn't even know too. And also, remember the first Wonder Woman. She wasn't allowed to do anything. So it's an interesting choice that her mom's like, oh, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah, scamps I, out there doing things." Because she wasn't yeah, fucking doing anything in the first movie. This, uh, this wasn't. This was a weird choice for me. And I don't think it was because I think the the young actress that they had cast, I think she did a good job. And I think ultimately the scene ended up working. But when I was watching this back a second time, I was like, she should have been a teenager. And I think the reason why that would have worked better for me was because when you know the idea of 
becoming a teenager, trying to figure out who you are. That's like when you start figuring out who you are. And in this one, I was like, she's just so young. It just seems weird. And then just scale wise, you have all these amazing like women running around who are jacked and like super fit. And then you've got this little tiny person just kind of like leading the, the, the 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 uh, the flock no that's the wrong word the group are, are, um, are, is she doing weird. different stunts too is she doing different things i don't know that's, but all i know is this by the time they get they get to the top of that thing i was like for sure they have to jump through the quidditch the hoop, right and then yeah. no one did no, i was like what's the know. point of the quidditch hoop? yeah they throw the very bizarre it. shit andy i'm with you like she was well, at least she was at least taking the course different which i was like from the get-go i'm like are you cheating from the start like there should yeah. be a designated path of obstacles you have to go through but yeah, Nick, you're she, totally right it should have been a teenager she was so. doing di- she was doing different things and for a while that made me think oh is this her only her training is this her trial uh, to like because i saw her just not doing the same stuff that the other women were doing so i was kind of throw off thrown off by that but yeah, yeah like, i agree with you nick little tiny baby like big kid like weird. just a little kid <laughs> But yeah. then the scene goes on for 45 minutes. And they <laughs> ride along, along. We and got they it go, early. I think we understood go, early what was happening. They go through and they start shooting arrows to these hoops. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then they do it 19 more times. And if I were in the stands, I'd be like, this is the part of this this competition I hate. I'd go get some popcorn. I'm like, yeah. this is dumb. I can't see anything. I, I, I you're just watching banners fall, right? Smoke yeah. that pops up and banners. They didn't even have fall. the Tokyo Drift freaking like cell phones to watch what's going mm-hmm. on on the turns, you know? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a uh, little Diana's out there. She's doing it. You know, she eventually gets knocked off because she's not. And her mom. <laughs> and hey, shout out to Robin Wright Penn for popping back up, oh, looking course. strong as fuck as always. Looking like awesome. what? A, she literally is in Amazon. Uh, but you know, they, she's out there. She's doing her thing. Uh, she gets knocked off. Then she starts cheating, like where she's crawling through a fucking sewer and all this other crap, like a little fucking rat, looking like Yoda. Rat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good yeah. call. Uh, she eventually, yeah, you know, makes her way back eventually. to the thing. It starts to run into the thing. Like, she's going to run into the center of the thing and win the whole goddamn thing. But then she gets grabbed right by uh, Robin Wright Penn. is like, nope, you don't get to do this. You cheated. There's no shortcuts to victory, as we were talking about before, right? Truth is the only fucking thing. You can't fucking treat. Robin Wright Penn, she's like, it's fucking truth, you fucking kid. You what, what's the theme of the movie? <laughs> what's, what's interesting, though, is she doesn't. She says a bunch of things. And they're all well written, and they're all different, a little bit different from each other. But they weren't sure wanted, which one they wanted, so they just yeah, kind of shoved I was like, it all in I there. I don't know. Like I watched it again, I was like, I'm not sure. Like I know what the theme of the movie is, right? It's very apparent. And I, but but when you have one character who is actually literally a mentor character, pull the protagonist or the, the protagonist aside and say something to them in the first like seven minutes of the movie. That's usually when they state the theme. I just wanted her to be like, hey. Well, you can't cheat like you can't cheat your way through life you got to be true to yourself that's it she that does isn't that the final one she says she kind of does yes the final thing she does say is something like that but then connie nielsen comes over and says more stuff to her and you're like i don't like i think i got the theme but then they keep talking and i was like i don't know if i got the theme. like what (laughs) what's the theme supposed to be Anyway, and they, they they got it across eventually, but I think it could have been like so much else in this movie. I think it could have been simplified truncated. it a little bit more. Yeah. It had one line where she's like, "No, you can't, you can't bring your dead boyfriend back from the dead, and then and expect that to be everything be okay." <laughs> Tim, what's up? Uh, I just love that we're so desensitized to everything we do here. That Greg Miller is just fed in this Wonder Woman costume for now forty three minutes, and I don't notice often, but every once in a while, I, it. I'm distracted by him adjusting his straps. Yep. Which, when he pinned them like up, when he pinned them up, it was I, a lot. I like him pinned and, up. And, and I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring attention to it. It's not worth it. But then he just did a move where he went like this. 
I had to pull my chair. Oh, and you, you saw, saw the bottoms. And, and it revealed that he is, in fact, wearing the Wonder Woman bottoms, which is a choice he's when got... we're working from home and, you know, for the record, from the waist up. For the record, you all had already covered your eyes and I think, you know, disgust and maybe a little bit of excitement when I revealed the top. Got it. I did at one point stand up and adjust there and thrust a bit towards the camera. So your I, eyes I were all covered. The viewers are well aware that I am in the Wonder Woman panties. Sorry, back to the plot. <laughs> no, this is a great point. And I think, like, Nick is, again, as we all talk about what this movie is. And I think I, when I was watching this and then we got into where I was like, oh, the two and a half hours is not going to work for it here. I was I had Nick in my head because I feel like Nick is always the one talking about like there's a good movie in here. If you edited this, if you left some of this out, if you did this, I think it, like what we're talking about, this opening scene has three distinct voices all trying to give you the plot or like what the movie's going to be about. And it fucks it up somehow where it is. Diana Prince, you know, gal talking, narrating. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wish I knew some stuff, but I didn't. Know. And she's talking in the front and back of this. Then, yeah, Robin Wright Penn is the one there saying, you know, talking about truth, truth in your heart. Then you're right. Her mom comes down and is like, the world isn't ready for you. And it's like, well, wait a second. Like, first off, gal should have just said whatever it's about truth, more about truth or love or whatever the hell it's going to be, or just left it to Robin Wright Penn, or the world isn't ready for you. Like, we already fucking got that. We already know that. This is yeah. Wonder Woman. This is the second Wonder Woman. It's what, her fourth DCEU movie. We're aware that she stayed away for a while before she came out, whatever. But they give us that to then get us to 1984, where it's the high-flying 80s, right? And we start, you know, the, the tube TV, and it is Pedro Pascal uh, out there, just fucking killing it in this role. You know killing. what I mean? Just, hey, we need you to eat scenery and be crazy. And he's like right there, right? Yeah. Life is life is good, but it can be better, or whatever. You I know what happened right? Life is good, but it can great be better. Great meme. <laughs> I, I, lo I, love, I love that some, somewhere, this is me totally projecting on this, but somewhere in Pedro Pascal, he was like, they made me wear a fucking helmet for Mandalorian for so long, and now I don't have to wear the helmet anymore, and I'm just gonna be insane. <sighs> but also, I also Pedro, let's let's get that beard back ASAP, brother. You know, like I just can't. I <laughs> no. can't do he it. Gained, he gained I a little weight. There's no problem with that. You know what I no, mean? No, no, no. I just can't. I can't do the beard. I like. I don't think it's a weight thing, Kevin. It's just a smoothness of no. I, I think he's like a since, little baby. Since we've seen Obrin, he's gotten a little bit. You know, he's filled out. Filled he's out. Gotten older. He's, he's gotten, gotten older. older. And it just yeah, looks, but just let's just get weird. it back. Like I need, I need it back. Was, and it, I feel like the, I feel like I'd have the same effect. And I maybe I'm projecting my own biases here. Go ahead, Nick. Maybe you were just responding. Maybe the the real response subconsciously was to the wig that they made him wear for no reason. Get a wig. Hit it. Uh, I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. What's going on, everyone? Uh, there was just, as far as I could tell, one egregious wig in this, and it was Pedro Pascal's. But I think it fit with oh, the no, character. Diana so had been terrible. Oh, yeah. was she, was oh, she, yeah. When she's breaking up, when she's breaking up with Steve along the thing, every, it's like Lucy James is like, what the hair? fuck is up with this wig? Oh, that must, was that a reshoot for some reason? Why would she? I don't know. It's weird. Wow. I don't, wig, wow. The wig professor not knowing this is wild. Well, there's just 2021 so much. off to a bad start for Nick Scarpino. <laughs> there's. There's just so much to, to, to unpack in this movie that you guys are going to have to forgive me for missing that one. But Pedro <laughs> Pascal's hair in this is epic. But it does the thing that I can't stand when they put actors in wigs is that it just – when they get frazzled when and at the end of it when he's supposed to be going crazy maniacal, it doesn't move. And it's the same issue I had with The Queen's Gambit where like I loved that that show so much. But the, her hair is exactly the same every single time it doesn't move. And it starts to become unnerving after a while. She, uh, he has like the flaps. He has the little flap downs quite, going quite a bit where like he's talking to his son and he's like, wasn't uh, Sunday Maximilian, right? No, no Artemis, right? Artemis? Like that. Artemis? I was close. Artemis? I was close. 
Anyway, but he's got he's got like the the, the little flaps coming down here, very similar to uh, Rafe in there. Uncharted Four at the end of Uncharted Four. Greg, when they're fighting in the boat, I remember hair is all frazzled. Yeah, very similar oh, see, vibes. To, to me, it gave me um, Sylvester Stallone vibes because Sylvester Stallone has those terrible hair plugs. But then he's also he always has two wisps going this way to prove, you hey, this to. is real hair. This yeah, is real hair. To. But to yeah, defend yeah. defend Pedro Pascal's wig in this, I read it as it's a wig in canon. Maybe, and that's why I think Which it works. I think, I think makes it work really that's well. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, I, I, I think it not. works with the character. I just think it was a little distracting at points. Whether no. it's a wig or like a, a like a ridiculous dye job, I think it fits with him being like this sleazy sales guy. Tim, I think you're. I think that's wishful thinking. I think. Mm. <laughs> I, think <you're laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you did there. I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. That was cool though. <laughs> that's cool. It's gonna drive me crazy. I don't. Know. I can't remember this fucking kid's name. And I'm trying to Google uh, it. I can't find it. Yeah, I was looking through the cast list, and there's a lot of fucking people in this movie. <laughs> and then when I'm just looking for, it's you're right. It's got it. It's a, it's got 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 a, it's Anyway, so yeah, we're then we're off the island. Uh, I already said we're 1984. Life's good, but it can be better. Uh, it's you know uh, black gold. And that's what he, his company's all about. It's totally a Ponzi scheme of like you don't even, you don't have to work hard for your money. You don't have to do anything. We got oil. You, you come and commit to us. You can get oil too. You'll get rich. You'll get rich quick. You know, not have to put any work. The American dream. Um, meanwhile, this is all happening in Washington D.C. These motherfuckers steal a car. They're driving it around, being a bunch of morons. They're about to hit somebody. Wonder Woman boots the car out of the way yes alistair alistair sorry um uh you know wonder woman does a bunch of little shit like that on the road saving people uh a fuck she at one point i forget what happens but like she saves a bride in really bad cg and it's like whoa and like swings her to safety i guess she was about to fall in the water or some shit who the fuck but it's so this is interesting to me because we're starting this off and we're seeing wonder woman in these little moments but all she's doing is and like saving people and, and and solving crimes that are in my opinion, beneath the stature of what the character should be, right? And that's sure. weird that after 60 years, all she's done is 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 do that. And I think that's the vibe they were going for, which is why when it builds up to the mall scene, they were like, we're nailing this. And I'm like, she's saving people in a mall? She literally fought in trench warfare in World <laughs> War One. Like she literally, that epic moment where she fi- we finally see the Wonder Woman costume in, in, Wonder, in the first Wonder Woman, and she walks out and starts fucking deflecting bullets from the the german soldiers that was yeah. amazing and then the first time we see her in this she like she kicks a pontiac out of the way <laughs> this this is, i think honestly one of the reasons i don't like magic in the dc universe period not even in the dc eu but also why i've never been able to truly connect i think with wonder woman as a character like i don't like it, clark and superman right there's a di- there's a dichotomy there bruce and batman there's a dichotomy you understand how one half begets the whole right with wonder woman and diana it's never been made clear i feel in terms of like a here's the definitive version here's what it is linda carter is amazing i love you know i i i was so excited when we finished this i immediately started up and the people in the room were as excited about linda carter as i was so i started up just to watch the intro of the wonder woman tv show but even there like as a kid who watched wonder woman tv show like it was a cool fun bright colorful show that was a superhero but i don't remember there being like a definitive this is what's driving diana prince to do this right and i feel like that's the problem we have with this character in this movie let alone with wonder woman in the dceu the more they tell the more they they go to prequel diana and work forward the harder it gets to be to understand where she is in this and so yeah like for me you know she does all this stuff we've kind of talked them all seen to death not really but we have talked about it but right after them all when she goes back to her apartment right there i feel is 
there is nothing and i am you, you, ladies and gentlemen if you have not caught on a big comic book fan there is nothing i feel more fucking impotent and just limp than seeing a superhero in their fucking rad ass costume in a live action anything their superhero in their live act walk back into their normal life and walk into their bedroom like she doesn't have a layer she doesn't have something that moves she doesn't hide or like what is she it's just she has this one room with all these closed circuit tvs and this gold armor we eventually find out but in this we just see her walk back into her daily life which is yeah working at the smithsonian and then running around in her costume with the costume covered up and kicking shit out of the kicking cars but then run she saves the what but she can't fly and she can move fast but not like flash fast like what the fuck she is she doing space, though kind of uh, right. what it looks yeah, like definitely yeah she's definitely on fucking strings great you, you're a huge comic book fan but i don't know how you missed the the, the clear nuclear man symbol on the floor of the mall from Superman oh, for the quest for peace. Well, you fake know, such a definitive, definitive character in the Superman mythos. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did. I'm sorry I didn't get to that in the mall. But yeah, the mall stuff happened. Like I said, we already talked about it. Generic ass people break into a fucking jewelry store. Uh, there's a really gross thing of nachos that go into the arcade. You're like, yeah, I want that. There's some really fat fucks eating cheeseburgers. I love getting cast for that. You know, how do I get passed over for that? I can take a bite <laughs> out of a cheeseburger, Patty Jenkins. Fuck. Greg, you would have nailed that. You would have right? fucking nailed it. Yeah. I don't know how many takes you need. I'll keep doing it. Spit the cheeseburger after the first 15 into the bur- the bucket. Then the next 15, I don't eat them. And the next 15, I eat them, Patty. You're Let's hungry go. Again. You're you know hungry after this it's yeah, a lot of yeah. work. and so yeah the <laughs> mall i think a jumbled scene of a million different things going on and again setting up that this is going to be campy and i think that if there's one thing i thought we had learned i thought we had fucking learned from joel schumacher it's do not do campy superhero movies just don't do it like it can't it does not work the way you think it's going to work and this one will continue not to work that way well i think what happened was they saw ragnarok and was like we can do something different but but what they failed to to, to realize is that ragnarok wasn't like the second movie in a franchise yep. you we, know, you, was... we are, as audiences we had already been established hey thor's cool with the avengers don't like his solo stuff that much right. so they're like so cool let's get weird different. with it yeah whereas this it. they were like man dcu sucks wonder Woman was a bright spot let's have more of that i guess let's, let's do another prequel why? why do another fucking prequel what are you doing all right anyways um she goes home and hangs up her you know uh bustier and her stuff and then you know she's back to her regular old life this is when we are introduced to Kristen wig right uh barbara minerva uh she is a fucking dork am i right guys <laughs> Kristen wigs wearing glasses and her hair's up this woman's not attractive at all and so she's totally looked past by everybody at the smithsonian nobody knows who she is she wants to hit on this one guy brad or something he with his pop fucking collar i'll tell you what a bunch of uppity fucking nerds working at the goddamn smithsonian all right uh but he's he's there and he won't do anything with her <laughs> you know what i mean who i've the been fuck, who do who do you, who the fuck do you, think you are brad with your pop collar right you're not going skiing on the weekends well, you're looking at fucking bugs you weirdo <laughs> here's my question for you guys do you think they nailed the 80s in this no okay i because I, I didn't i didn't think so but i was like they're do all the elements are here but I can't pinpoint why not. I don't think this works. There's a mall. <laughs> like, that's the element of there's it. There's a mall, like, and there's Bartle and James wine coolers, and, and there's they colors the in, in fashion. And there's but politics just, yeah. in the background. Like, that's right. really kind of what it feels like. It's yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I, really quick, just it's, back it's, to Kristen Wiig being such a nerd or whatever, I've been loving the memes of, like why is this always such a character in every one of these fucking movies DC and it's or... guy pierce in iron man 3 
and it's uh it's Jamie Foxx in Spider-Man as a, it's always they're nerdy with the glasses and then they get cool with the glasses off like it's just it's so overplayed it is so, except this time it's not really like Diana saying hey Chris and Wig fuck off you're a loser I don't want anything to do with you so that's like a little bit of a different change but for the most part it's the nerdy person with the glasses that wants to be cool no, and then becomes Andy. powerful and a superhero Instead of Diana basically telling her to fuck off, they go to lunch and become really good friends. And Diana's <laughs> like, hey, everything you think about me is not right. I actually don't have that great of a life because I've suffered this horrible loss. And you have a lot of great things going for you. And at the end of that lunch, I'm like, huh, these characters are going to be friends. And if there wasn't a magic wishing stone out in the world, I think Barbara Nerva's life's going to start to look up right now with through her friendship with Diana. <laughs> I think these guys are going to – I think these two people are going to learn a lot from each other. I think it's going to be great. But yeah. Very uh, true, very instead true. Instead, she wishes her – like her personality then changes and then she gets You're electrified right. to death, right? No, no, not dead. She's no, not no. dead. She's alive um, at the end. She um, she she oh, right. she, uh, she her wish. her wish as well. So my point, sorry, my point in bringing up the 80s vibe, by the way, just to go back to that, was like sure. one of the things that I'm always worried about when they do these period pieces in the 80s, specifically 80s that we all sort of anecdotally know because they've come back into vogue here and there, um, is that it, there's such a thin line between it working with the narrative and working against the narrative. And in this, I do feel like it was distracting to have a lot of these 80s elements because I feel like it was written by people who were like, I remember the 80s, I think, right? Breakdancing, bright colors, uh, politics. Those are the things we're going to do. Yeah, cool. Throw all those in there. And I think unlike Stranger Things, which was smartly set in the 80s because it adds to the sort of overall horror vibe to not have all this modern technology, I do think they underutilized the period a little bit. And 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 they really underutilized am i forgetting something like was there a single 80s song in this there was a moment where they walk into the party and you hear the beginnings of an 80s song but i can't remember what it was they sort of like they sort of put those wonder woman 1984 yeah but it was interesting because they literally even the title splash i was like oof, that no that's too much. That's like someone like went over to like uh, Digital Juice or whatever and downloaded the '80s template, and they, you know what I mean, or AE Juice, whatever it was. Yeah, it just didn't work. Real quick aside, because uh, I haven't done or talked to you guys all in two weeks or whatever. I had a nightmare during break that uh, I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it was awful. Like I had a full fledged nightmare, like where I woke up and I was like, oh, because like I remember it ended and they didn't use any of the Stranger Thing kids. Any all the stuff we've seen from the trailers, they didn't use, and they didn't they like they didn't use Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd wasn't even in the movie. I was so fucking pissed. I just like, I just I like that to anybody else that wouldn't be a nightmare, just be a normal like whatever dream. <laughs> Like, to me, it would be cool because I'd be in the movie. I'd be like, well, it's not very good, but at least I'm in a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> I've already lived that life. I've, I've lived that in 2016, Nick. I don't need yeah. that. I don't need that reality again. Yeah. Um, anyways, like, yeah, you, we brought up some points there, too. One of the things about, you know, Diana going back to her apartment was to show us that she's still hung up on Steve Trevor. We mentioned this way, way earlier. Uh, and she's totally lonely. And, you know, she's down in her luck. Uh, Barbara goes to work. Nobody likes her. Nobody cares. Even her boss can't remember her name. She runs into Diana. They drop a bunch of paperwork. She's wearing heels. Scientists don't wear heels. <laughs> what do you got, Nick? Uh, no, I was going to say we we skipped over a small scene, which I actually kind of thought was good um, until the waiter came where she's sitting by herself eating eating dinner. Ah, yeah, and She yeah, looks yeah, up yeah. into the sky and sees one of the planes. The and then plane, the waiter yeah. comes over. He's like, uh, are you waiting for someone? She goes, no, it's just by myself. And then he proceeds to clear the table for I know this is totally going to be a Nickism where none of you guys noticed this. But for me, yeah. the waiter starts clearing the table and it takes him a half hour to fucking pull all the <laughs> shit off of the other side. I'm like, we get it, dude. There's. 
she's by herself. Like he could have just grabbed the glass and left, but they had the full placemat <laughs> and all the so, like eighteen courses of silverware there. I was like, oh god, this is follow this, up to that too. Is yeah, that, in a nutshell. She goes to hail the cab, and the other guy hails it too. And then he's like, we could split it. She's like, no, because she's so closed off to the world. She's for, right. she won't love again because of Steve. Which and which was, I totally I'm like I get that I love it. It's comic booky, but it has been in fact sixty years, right? Uh, it's not of living with people, of living with people. Oh, I think it's about of superhero people. movies. No, no, no. I mean, well, too. yeah, for sure. But I just mean like in the world of Wonder Woman, she has been – she has had a career. She has had hopefully friends. She has been around these people for 60 years. Yeah. At no, at some point you think she'd be like, you know, I'm over it. Like not – I'll always love this guy, but I've moved on from it. But I guess her, she's – Her closest friends before. have died. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's seen her weird. friends get old and die, right? It's yeah, I mean the, we're talking – we're, we're in this – like it makes sense – Actually, I guess in that regard, it does make sense because when I think about other movies like in that same ilk, uh, you have like Highlander, right? And one of the reasons why he was closed off was because of that because he knows he can't have friends because he's just going to watch them die. He can't have a love because every time he's fallen in love, he can't have kids and he just watches them age and then die in his arms. So he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. But for her, I'm like, I don't know, man. I th- you got a pretty cool life. She like, never your, your really did it though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. You're like, Steve was the first man she ever met. And so, like, great on her for falling in love and, like, having a great, you know, week-long relationship with him. But then, yeah, she he dies. She had even fucking ice cream, you know, in the first movie until she had the ice cream. So, like, then to be just out and about in the world for 60 years, you can't go back to Themyscira, right? Like, yeah, you'd have to make up some kind of thing. And, like, she's Something. hanging out with the woman from the first movie again from Shaun of the Dead. I can't remember her name. Uh, but, like, yeah, she clearly is making relationships. She's forging. She's having jobs. She takes Barbara out. And it doesn't strike me as, like, oh, man, like, what a weird! She really overcame social anxiety or some shit to do it. Whatever. Right. Great. Barbara gets trounced. Uh, the boss doesn't remember. Her. The boss is like, "Hey, by the way, FBI is coming by today." They're both like, "Wait, FBI? Why?" Uh, turns out the jewelry store heist was not really a real heist. They were just there from stuff in the back, and so we need to look at some of the stuff. All right, fine. Uh, then the Barbara Wonder Woman lunch happens, uh, or dinner actually, I think, right? Late lunch or whatever. They go to they go out to do their thing. They have a few Barl and James or whatever. It's like Nick was saying, the whole thing's brought up of like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you know, I'm not really the going out type. He seemed like the type that would go out all the time. Yada, 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 yada. Barbara's talking to Wonder Woman. Uh, and yeah, it's, you know, grass is always greener situation, right? Where Barbara's this loving, caring, compassionate person. Uh, however, she's just, you know, a nerd because of her glasses and her up, her hair. And she can't and walk clothes. in heels. Yeah. I can't uh, walk in heels either. Yeah, actually, and I guess I actually skipped a little bit ahead here. Yeah, you can. They, get, they, yeah, they, get, they get they. So like that, the FBI was coming later. Uh, then I think we must have cut over to Pedro, right? That makes sense, right? To see what's yeah. up with Maxwell. Uh, Max is Allison. over there. Yeah, Max is over. Well, no, not yet, right? This is when we're introduced. Uh, yeah, I guess it is actually. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell Lord is introduced here, where he's uh, he's yeah, 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 yeah right. He's, okay. You're not saying anything. Yeah, so I think can. he walks in and we see his, <laughs> his opulent thing, and he's like, he's been searching for the stone. But then there's that asshole guy that's there. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. I feel like I'm missing something. I'm missing. Uh, there's well, connective tissue the, there. I missed the part where they do the wishes, right? Where she's like, well, this stone is stupid, and like, why I don't this stone's only worth seventy five dollars? We don't do that yet. No, we, we, there's something that happens between them having the thing. Let me pull it up. There's something that happens between. You know, it doesn't fucking matter. Why don't bust my balls? Yeah. So they you're fucking. I know I am. Well, let's just get out of it. Let's get out of it anyway. So Maxwell Lord's fucking uh black gold thing yeah he goes in there his son's there it's not it's in disarray there's all these empty desks there's one receptionist running around the, while his son's there and he forgot that it was his weekend 
one of the investors shows up and he just tears him a new one and says he's going to take this and yada, yada, yada. And he's not going to give him any more money. And then Maxwell's like, you know what? Uh, I have something big coming. It's going to be huge. You don't want to miss it. He's like, ah, fuck you. You're, you know, you're a con man. I'm not a con man. And he tells his son, I'm not a con man. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And so then we go back. Yeah. And now the stuff has been delivered or whatever from the FBI. They're looking at it all there, uh, Barbara and Diana. That's where they find the wishing stone. They pull that thing out. They're like, this is a weird little thing. And like, yeah, Barbara or uh, Wonder Woman can read it because she has a passion for languages. It's Latin. She translates it's there, you know, hold the thing, make your wish. And uh, Barbara's like, oh, man, that's crazy. I'd have so many things to wish for. I don't know what I would do. And Wonder Woman holds it and closes her eyes and her hair goes. She's like, I do. And it's, it's like, wow, wow. You know what I mean? Fuck, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Wish for Steve, of course. And back at her apartment, the clock starts, Steve's watch starts clicking or whatever. Uh, then, yeah, Bar- or Wonder Woman's trying to leave, but Barbara you know, kind of opens up about being down on herself or whatever. So she's like, let's go to this uh, dinner. They go to the dinner. Bartles and James wine coolers, like I was talking about earlier. Um, they're there. Like we said, everything just happened. That's great. Uh, they, I honestly thought this was a date. I was very excited. It felt like a, kind of a date. They were kind of like, I could see them, uh, Barbara mm. clearly infatuated, uh, in, in feeling Diana as one would. And I was like, Oh man, I mean, this would be a cool turn if they kind of introduced this as a love affair and you know, stuff like that. It wasn't, uh, it's just them becoming gal pals, just pals, just gals being pals. Oh. There's one thing about this scene that, by the way, I, I was like, it, it was unnerving to watch the entire time. The sheer volume of wind that was hitting the actresses' faces while they were having dinner on this this patio. I was like, that doesn't seem comfortable. There's a moment where at the end of it, the, the, the camera dollies out and both of their hair just gets hit hard by a gust of wind. I'm like, go inside. <laughs> this is not it's the fun. wish wind, man. Diana just constantly in a window. Just wishing all over the place. Barbara walks home through the park. Uh, that's where our down and out congressman <laughs> guy comes up. He's one of those, you know, he's always there uh, stumping for the nicotine. He decides to go after Barbara. And says, hey, hey, chick, you want to fucking get a kiss or whatever? And he's over there and he's trying to do you it. You like and kisses? She, <laughs> she gets grabbed and she gets, closes her eyes. And then Diana comes in and just kicks the shit out of him. Just, poof, just throws him across the way. It's a real far kick into a trash can or whatever. And she's like, how'd you do that? Oh, it's very simple. Simple. It's all physics and simple self-defense. I can teach you that. And then she's like, just go home right now, though. And like, I was, I was already fucking doing. Jesus. Rather than go home, uh, Barbara goes to uh, work where she uh, goes uh, back to the thing, picks up the stone, wishes that she would be like uh, Diana, you know, powerful, strong, all the things that Diana is. Not knowing, of course, she's wishing to be Wonder Woman, but the stone knows. Uh, she falls asleep there. Um this is yeah. Da, 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 da. Uh, we wake up. She wakes up in the morning. Uh, guess what? She her, her hair is down. She's hot, and she's like, you know what? I don't need pants anymore because I have this pink sweater on. So she pulls this pink sweater into a, a pink a pink sweater dress, and everybody's like, wow, you're hot, Barbara. Oh, we missed the thing too, where a guy wished for coffee and got coffee because he had this. Yeah, that was, that was funny. I wonder what he lost for that. What a waste! Coffee. What a fucking right. waste! He didn't know. I hope the stone was nice to him. Like, listen, we know you didn't really understand the rules. So it's, <laughs> we're, gonna work. we're just going to take a buck 50 out of your pocket. I'm going to take, you take your type for 15 minutes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> nah, okay. We'll learn how the rules work. That's right. horrifying though. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it was going to be like easy, but whatever. Anyways, uh, she walks out and she's hot now. And uh, of course, nothing's changed. She's still Kristen Wiig. who's beautiful. Yeah, uh, like they didn't even try. They didn't even try to like make her look different. Suddenly it was just that everyone was obsessed with her. And it's yeah, just, totally. The effort in this movie is so low on everything. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the confidence that you have inside, though, Kevin. You know, yeah, like so if, you, if you, you carry guys. yourself differently. No, it's then... not though. It's it's just magic. Like she now has that seductive magic in her. You know, every once in a while, when I when I walk around, Kevin, I try to like 
the am I a half an inch taller here? Like I, I try to like mm-hmm. kind of you know straighten you out the neck, it. straighten out the back, and Andy, I think it does add inches. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a Comic Con party and just chanted myself six feet, six feet, six feet, yeah. or six feet, six feet, right. You just gotta and have then that. You walk six around. Foot, and you have to have that kinda... Tim Getty six foot one confidence when you walk around parties. Mm-hmm. Six foot. I'm six feet. Yeah. It's whatever. Uh, See, I don't even tall know. is like, tall, Tim. Idea. Tall is tall. <laughs> Shorties don't like it. Don't make fun of it. Yeah, yeah. Stay in your lane, Tolly. <laughs> this again. This hey, again. Bro, don't even bother crouching down to listen to what they have to say. All right. These hobbits got to enjoy you. How dare you? Uh, so she walks out. The boss is back, remembers her name, and she has Maxwell Lord with her, who's going to be this huge donor. So he needs a private tour and the entire fucking thing. They spend the day together wandering around. Max only is interested in the stone, right? But still can't exactly get to it. However, there's going to be this big party. Oh, Diana shows up. She doesn't trust Maxwell Lord. Of course, she's like, mm, something's not right about you. Mm. She doesn't own a TV, too. That was, I thought this was kind of funny. I was just like, I don't know. I don't own a TV. Ah, you can call this guy and I can get you TV. She's like, no, nah, I'll stick with the one I don't have or whatever. Yeah, I like that line. Um, and so it's like, yeah, there's this party. I don't do parties. I'm Diana and I'm closed off to the world because, you know, my boyfriend died. Okay, great, whatever. Uh, and so they're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the party. See you later. Because Max is like, that's when I can get the stone, even though it's right in there. I can just ask to go in your office, but whatever. I'll do, I'll do it under the cover of Nightfall. Uh, so he bounces. Uh, Barbara is kind of all like, ooh, ooh. And then uh, Wonder Woman finds in the box where the stone was uh, Max, uh, a receipt that no one thought in the FBI. The fucking FBI I didn't think to lift any of this shit in the boxes. Underneath the fucking crate paper is a little car that, or a receipt that says Maxwell Lord on it. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, why didn't I think of this? So Diana's like, shit, now I do need to go to this party. Uh, meanwhile, Kristen Wiig went, goes and gets a dress and it's just a skin, tri- skin tight dress. And the woman's like, oh my God, you're killing this dress or whatever. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to be fine about it now. And uh, she goes to the party. We really just needed, her. like, we needed the 80s montage there. I know we get one for, we go in for Chris Pine. Yeah. But we really like uh, uh, what I thought of, and you'll understand the analogy probably yeah. only you is the scene in Family Guy where they're like, let's do the 80s dressing up montage, and you'll walk out with new stuff. And for the first couple times, we'll go like this, we'll shake our heads, no, but then you'll come out and we'll go, that's the one. <laughs> and it's like you have to have the shitty music, and we just didn't get that with Chris and Wig, unfortunately. No, you didn't. It's, it's a missed opportunity, sadly. Uh, she goes to the museum benefactor party though uh everything she's uh, gorgeous and they're looking at her and talking to her uh pedro pascal comes up he's talking to her and they're they're macking on her and then diana shows up and she looks spectacular too and then she's trying to find pedro and she's he's always one step ahead he's always one he's always one staircase away you know what i mean blah blah blah. and so sorry somebody i was gonna say i do want to give a shout out to um diana's costumes in this whoever did the costume design specifically for just gal gadot fucking nailed it they however they dress her perfectly yes And that's, again, where I feel like, you know, we said earlier, and it's true that we don't see the Wonder Woman outfit again to, like, uh, the hour and 20 mark or whatever. And it's like, well, she's in the whole movie. But, again, I just don't feel like Diana Prince is an established enough character where it's like we care about her exploits at the Smithsonian and what she's doing in her secret identity that it would matter. I don't know. It's a weird Not thing. Well, no, it, it becomes that problem of, like, yeah, it's it's. I thought it was kind of fun trying, like, watching her and Steve Trevor try to figure out this mystery and stuff like that. But unfortunately, you're always in the back of your mind. You're like, it'd be way cooler if I started to lift the tank. Like, there, there's just cooler stuff you know she's going to do. I, and that's the thing. Is I feel, uh, Andy, I want to get to you one second. Don't worry. I, I feel like that – I understand why they do it because it's such a long run to see her do Wonder Woman-y stuff in the Wonder Woman costume. So you give the mall scene to, hey, here's Wonder Woman. You're getting what you paid for right away. I would have rather it been here is Diana's normal life for – 
I, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. And then something happens and she has to be Wonder Woman for a second. And we see right. the stakes start raising rather than this hodgepodge all over the map of where we're going with the plot and it's not like i mean they were obviously doing a lot of odd uh, nods to donner's superman as well and so you you one has to imagine like you know they had that scene that wonderful perfect scene where they introduced superman for the first time where the helicopter's yeah. falling off the thing like you could have had a scene like that where she saved barbara as wonder woman and and then that made her think oh i want to be like that instead of being like diana prince but andy you had something to say sorry I, I old tim got cut off so i was just kind of wanted to tim was going to say something but his voice got like Gorbled and jarbled, you know. Thanks for looking out, but I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she's looking around the party. Uh, Maxwell Lord and Barbara go to her uh, office to make out a bit, at which point Max takes the, the stone. Uh, Diana loses track of the earth on track from the crowd, but gets approached by a strange man who starts saying Steve Trevor's final lines. And then the camera spins around, and guess what? It is Steve Trevor. Oh my God, they're reunited. It's amazing. Like I said, Maxwell takes the stone downstairs. He gets the stone and then immediately, yeah, immediately, right, wishes to become the stone. He takes yeah. it back to his office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes it back to the office and be, want, wishes to become the stone. The stone turns into things. <gasps> Does one of his many O faces in this thing and fucking things are swirling and great. We then cut back to, uh, I think it's in front of the Washington Monument, right? Maybe the Lincoln Memorial, which is the same thing, the reflecting pool. Uh, and Diana are walking, catching up. What's the last thing you remember? Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Yeah. These questions are pretty all right. But then it, she, Steve's like, yeah, you know, I woke up in this guy's apartment. I'm like, wait, what? And then it's like, that's a, that's a weird, okay. That's a weird thing to do. But we'll get back to that, I guess. And then, yeah, we cut away. And yeah, hold on, Nick. Am I the only person that was like, wait a minute, where'd the guy go? Don't you yes. feel bad for the no, guy? and that's the whole Where thing. We're going to go to it right now. We're going to go to it right now where he brings – Steve brings her into this man's apartment. And it is revealed to us when he looks in the mirror that he is not Steve Trevor. He is, in fact, this <laughs> man. Like. He yeah. has taken over this man's life and body. And Wonder Woman sees him as Steve Trevor. But everybody else sees him as – we're going to call him Bob. Everybody else sees him as Bob. Wasn't that revealed earlier? Yeah, that was revealed that, earlier. We, that was we revealed first see him. the camera. Yeah, when they spin yeah, the camera. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was revealed. That yes, that. But like, if you're a viewer at home, you could easily be like, "Oh, cool, he just turned into Steve Trevor." When we get to the man's apartment is when we look. Steve looks looks in in the the mirror mirror and we find out, no, 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 no. This isn't that kind of magic. We didn't just make Steve's body. We didn't make Steve into this person. He didn't just take. He is this man still. He is still. It's like all of a sudden, well, Steve Trevor was my body. We we get a line on hold. You're taking over my entire apartment. You're sleeping with me. You're You're eating all my pop tarts. You're eating all my (laughs) pop tarts. They're making fun of it. It's equally problematic. Yeah, no, it is like it's such a bizarre choice that I don't understand how ever would have get approved. But let alone 2020. Like, how the fuck are you going to be like? All right, man. Yeah, this this man now has no consent over any action. And that, that was the thing. Making. So many people talked about this. There's been so many, you know, think pieces and tweets and stuff about this. Of like, you know, this this is rape on the on the fact that you just immediately jump into bed with each other. But it's also just the fact that like Wonder Woman and Steve, who you know is an, uh, a war hero and a, in a hero. We've seen that the, the, the character of him from Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. They walk into this man's apartment. And like play it for laughs and joke about the bike and all this other shit. And he's like, oh yeah, it's kind of a mess. And like, you, wh- what about this man's family Where and friends he? and job? And th- yeah, like th- there's, I, I, this for me, like, and I know plot points and picking it apart. Yeah, this was a huge, like, 
I was watching this, and it's what I was I said very, very early ago in this long review we're doing, right? Of like, I feel like, okay, I'm watching it. I'm like, this must be part of the magic. The magic that there is making them not themselves to the point that they can ignore these kind of things. God, and it wasn't. It was just the fact that she was so excited to see Steve. Right. And he was so excited to see her. They didn't care that they destroyed a man's life. Like, yeah, that, that was fucked up. It's, I it's unfortunate because when you start peeling back those layers, you start going like, wow, that makes these characters a little less likable that she would just, I mean, this is Diana Prince. This is Wonder Woman. The, her first thought, I mean, granted, yeah, you haven't seen this guy in 60 years. You've been pining after him to the point where you, you can't even. Pining. Me and Nick um, both coming up with like yeah. things that we didn't mean to do. <laughs> did not. Did not mean to do that. Good job but, like, being yeah, honest, it, it does. It does make you think at a certain point she should have like at no point in the movie and correct me if i'm wrong does she think wow we really got to return this guy back to his life that yeah. is not her, any of her her concern her concern is like oh i got to give steve back because if i don't the world will end can and you like, imagine if it was my life that was taken over and if you just one day saw gal gadot as wonder woman walking around with me in the street and be like what the fuck but to her she sees chris pine yeah like now, what is going fair, on here so to be fair at that point if we all got to be your like uh your like your trustees i'd be like andy would want it this way just leave it be exactly dude what a sweet andy, relief what a sweet andy relief that would be anything. To, this yeah. guy's not twitch streaming and he's ha he's in a happy relationship just let it be to just it's one fine. day wake up to just one day wake up and not have an existence anymore and like suddenly i'm just with gal gadot and i don't know it and then like i'll come back to my body and be like I don't know what happened in the past two weeks. What did I do, guys? Like, you dated Gal Gadot. It was crazy. Dude. You ate a lot of salad. It worked out, too. Fancy <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really good. You slept normal hours. You really had a schedule. It was great. We were, you you, so you ate vegetables? Uh, so yeah, it's weird. I just wanted to say, like, I got the feeling that Gal Gadot, like, she, like, she isn't hit by the magic where she sees Steve Trevor. I just got the feeling that, like, that's kind of what she felt that it was Steve Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, wasn't, was yeah. Was so she could see that, that it was some other dude, which I feel like makes it 10 times worse. Cause now mm -hmm. every time she looks at him, she's like, oh, yep, that's Steve. But like, right. that also is a man who had a life that I guess doesn't anymore. Yeah. I don't buy it. I think she saw Steve. I think that. I think she idea. saw Steve. No, I think she saw Steve. I, well, I, I think, think she, I, don't. I, I, I yeah, I think, I think it's supposed to be like, cause I she says it. I want to see sort of thing yeah all right. i see is you she goes I, he's, this guy, he's like this guy is pretty okay she goes all i see is you yep i think it's just that's what they want yeah they about. make I mean, fun of him being really a bit matter. fat too it's like jesus guys like again like where is the let's uh, the kiss and then break away of like we can't do this like i we need to figure it like and the thing See, about, that's for like a more again, complex in the movie. fucking writer's room for 10 seconds and think about how easy this is to explain away nick Oh man, she's gonna take over this guy's body in his house. Oh, that seems kind of weird, doesn't it? Yeah. What are other eighties film? Bed? Are they gonna fuck in his bed? Are they gonna fuck with his do? penis? Yeah. Or what you other eighties film? Or like, could we do that kind of? Oh, you know what, guys? We're dressing him like a fucking model. Why not just ape mannequin? Why yeah, not just have him be mannequin. a mannequin in fucking TJ Maxx that walks off all of a sudden? That'd be but fucking also, funny and like interesting. And then it would make sense when Pedro Pascal's like, "Oh, you want to be a real boy? Is that your wish?" It's jeez. Ah, you know, it's, but, but what's funny is like, I would have totally, this was totally fine for me, but I thought there was going to be a resolution to this. I thought they were at yeah. some point going to be like, Hey, this is wrong. What we're doing. This guy had a life, but they never get Instead back. To we that, get the guy at the fucking Christmas tree. Like, it's all just so wonderful. Yeah. I have no job and I blacked out for three weeks. <laughs> Tell you what, man. <laughs> you think he got fired? Crazy shit. Hey, it was the eighties, man. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Who knows? But, but, who knows? but you have to imagine that at some point, one of the writers was like, or we could just have Steve come back. 
or we could just she could just turn. She could be walking down the street and look over and see oh. Steve Trevor in his World War One pilot outfit. Be like, Diana. And why wouldn't they do that? That would have been everything. so much better. Uh, uh, I because of course then he wouldn't have an apartment, guys. Where would they? Where would they Jeez, go? Diana's apartment. apartment. Oh, oh my god, you're right. And they took so oh. long to establish that. Fuck, we forgot she we did that in the front for no fucking reason. Yeah, oh, unit that he could have been like, holy shit, what? And they could have done every single thing there. He could have wow. walked in. It. She could have woken up in the morning, and he could have been in the kitchen, being like, "This machine is amazing, and it's a coffee maker." Or like, "Have you tried these things?" And they're pop tarts. Like all of these scenes could have been fine instead of having them be in this guy's fucking twin bed with his mahogany uh, wallpaper mahogany. That got behind him it was weird the, my, i think for me when it, when we're everything we're talking about now we just spent the last 10 minutes talking about the problem of the main wish of this movie right i think that the wish is the gimmick of this movie it's the thing that makes it unique being in the 80s isn't unique for a movie we've seen mm-hmm. that a million times right being yeah. a superhero movie is not unique. It. but but this bit of these characters good guys and bad guys and normal people get wishes like that's the gimmick and like every single time they do it it's bad. Like every single time, it's like it's either they overcomplicate it, like the Diana Prince situation, or completely just throw so much shit in a blender, like they do at the end, where everyone gets wishes and it's just fucking chaos happening on top of each other. Where it's like this: if you just focused on a couple people having wishes here and there and, and added some layers of complexity that it all added up, this could be fucking phenomenal. But instead, it's just noise, and you can tell that they're like, "Oh man, uh, we need to really like add more to Diana's wish to make it seem." Like it's more like interesting than it actually is because it, it should have just been he's fucking here. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, he's just she lets him go. It's magic. I, I, I would love it if the if in the writers' room they're like, you know, what if he what if he was a father of four? <laughs> like, no, we don't need. Steve's got Steve's got a Steve's Steve's a brain surgeon. He has to do this operation. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that scene from Spies Like Us where they're just like dipping below the table to read about brain surgery, and then they yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, pop it back up. Could <laughs> you right. imagine if they wrote that scene where his kids are like, "Dad," and he's like, "I don't know who the fuck you are, kid." <laughs> walks past them. Just it's like fucking shallow Hal. He just blows right by the people he loves. He doesn't even acknowledge them. Um, anyways, we. Wait, sorry. One quick question: Didn't he have yeah, no, moments no. where he was like remembering that dude's life? I don't recall that. Uh, no. I, I could have sworn there was a line where he was like, ah, "It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter." Uh, so yeah, this is also so she's like, uh, you know, okay, cool. We've got to stop uh, Max Lord. He knows something about this. It's the you know the tie into the thing or whatever. Um, she's like, we got to get that stone number one and find out more about that thing. Uh, this is where they get the montage of them dressing him in a bunch of different outfits, which I thought was flat. I, it should have been more fun than I thought it was, but it went on too long. as like everything else in this movie and just wasn't that enjoyable. Uh, I know Tim will have something to say about it. Tim, before we get out of this, I was just saying how I thought the montage of dressing Steve was flat and could have been funny, but this wasn't. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I could. However, they finally pick an outfit for him. if not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for waiting for my <laughs> I, want, I know that's something you'd want to comment no, on. I know no, that's totally. a Tim fashioner function. Thing. No, it is. It's just like like that to me, it's we, we I, I don't want to do the whole like, oh, we saw the trailer and like all the funny parts of the trailer, but it's like it it really was for this, where it's like all the jokes that kind of did work, like we've seen before. And it, it, there's nothing additive. And in fact, I think that seeing the scene of Barbara and Diana having the lunch or dinner or whatever the hell it was in the trailer i was like oh man this is gonna be great and then you see in the movie you're like oh that kind of fucking sucked and then the same thing with the the montage scene or like all the jokes of steve trevor it's like oh they're gonna add some really great stuff and it's like 
the jokes that were funny in the trailer fall flat for me every single the time. trash can right yeah the trash yeah. can was a funny yeah. one in the trailer but like by the time we see it in the movie like all right and so yeah, yeah. that's the thing because like they leave in the outfit they walk around he, she's introducing him to the 80s and all these different things or whatever trash can is just a trash can but then he sees the space shuttle on the side of the smithsonian right or national air museum which one is it kev smash uh i think the smithsonian you're right like, that's where they're going yeah, uh oh yeah right and so she sees it there and he's, he's like is that a plane so she takes him on a tour here, and let me tell you, to all my division two, division players, right, man, I, uh, division two players, I, I, when they walked in there, I was like, "Fuck, they nailed this! Massive fucking nailed the, the Smithsonian on the inside." Because I've shot, I was, I literally said, "I've shot, I've, I've killed so many people in this place." Yeah, Nobody thought that was funny. Um, so she tours around there and shows him some shit, and then they eventually make their way down to their department where Barbara is just, and everyone's enraptured with her, and she's up there giving a funny little lesson and talking, and everybody's hanging on her every word. Uh, Kristen Wade killing it. Uh, and then they walk in, and it's like, hey, we need the stone. She's like, oh, oops, I don't actually have the stone anymore. Uh, I think also Barbara went and worked out, and she's super strong. We, I don't have the stone anymore. Uh, gave it to Maxwell Lord, and Diana's like, why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I just did. I don't, I don't know. You know what I just did? It's what <laughs> Wait, God, it's gotta be right, but I, did I, she I didn't he steal it so why is yeah, she covering he, well, he, for her? He, that's weird she, right he had said that he wanted it right then they started making out and he was like i'm just gonna take it and he took it and put it behind his back like he was stealing it but i guess it's a pretty big thing to get out of there not letting her know it so yeah, like whatever i guess you're right he was like i have friends that can identify it yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Who cares? And and in on this list of cinema sins, I'm not yeah. making that too high. Um Meanwhile, with Maxwell Lord, yeah, he goes back to that old guy who took out all the money, and he's like, you're right, I, I was lying, I was doing all this, yada, yada, don't you wish it was a success? And like, yeah, of course I wish it was a success. And then Max like, when I, then I, you know, take all your yours, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Nick. So this was the first part where, where we're introduced to the idea that if you wish for something, the stone takes something from Monkey's you. Monkey's paw, yeah. Right, um, which... I was like, that's an interesting concept. But then Maxwell takes like whatever he wants, multiple things and gets multiple wishes. Like, well, is, am I crazy? And thinking, so yeah, he but, makes like, the decision should, on what it's taking. Sure. But shouldn't it be one to one? Like you get, the, the, if I'm not mistaken, the rules of this world are you get one wish and they take the one thing that's the most important thing away from you. Right. That's kind of what they, that's what they talked about. But he gets to go, he goes, I'll take all your shares and you're going to be out of my way through something that's not going to happen, right? And then later when he goes, when he so he's just is taking whatever he wants, whatever from these he people, wants, yeah, yeah, which is, I guess, fine. But at the same time, like I thought you only got one wish, and then we're going to see in the third act where she gets another wish. Like, no, uh, no, no, no. Kristen Wiig gets another wish. No, yeah. no, that's not what happens. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you remember what happens is he's like, "What? I'm being generous. What do you want?" She went, "I want to be an apex predator." Yada yada yada. That's her telling him what she wants, and then when he does the everybody's giving their wishes he's like all right fine and i'll take your health and give her your power and you t he's giving barbara stuff from the people he's he's getting the oh okay from. okay it's i i was in the same boat of you until i did a, a quick rewind of like wait what's going on oh okay if um if this shit was like any reality to it he would have turned into a rock he would have turned into right when he wished for it the counter wish instead of it taking his health over time is he would have become the rock and like been in the middle of it, like fucking sure, under yeah, a microscope. What's, so. what's what's the uh, what's the phrase from uh, Aladdin where he's like, "Grand power, itty bitty living space." Yep, yep, there it is. That concept, yeah, that yeah. would have been it. 
Um, so yeah, uh, he's, he's, so then he leaves and like, yeah, whatever it is, the SEC or whoever busts in FBI, they bust in, they're going to take down that dude. And he's like, all right, it works. Uh, there was another scene here. Played perfectly by Pedro Pascal where he's like, this is the FBI. We need someone. And Pedro Pascal goes, are we in danger? (laughs) No, (laughs) sir. We're just here for tax evasion. He's like, oh my word. I thought I, I, Pedro Pascal, give him the Academy Award. Yeah. Uh, we're mashing a bunch of stuff up, but then, you know, he goes back to his, uh, 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 the black gold place and the receptionist there and she she's not actually not there and he's all mad and she's upstairs answering a million different phone calls because everybody's calling because they heard about this windfall of oil and money the place has gotten they all want to be a part of it and he's like well do you wish for more help she wishes for more help people just start showing up and he's getting their wishes and putting them on phones and yada yada black gold is off to the races ladies and gentlemen kevin you're shaking your head in disgust it's just so dumb that like uh is this the unemployment thing we're looking for jobs is what ended up happening you know i yeah. love it I you love, love See, all this it. stuff. I think is I think it's fun yeah. and silly and, and kind of clever in that he has to get other people unbeknownst to them to wish. What is clever about this? Like I, I just, just a, I think it's just a tur a, a different uh, a, a way to get around the you only have three wishes trope that I thought was interesting. I'm like that is actually an interesting way to do it. Instead of you wishing for more wishes, you become the thing that grants wishes, but you have to con everyone else into doing these things. And then it's sinister because they don't a they don't know it's happening, and b you're taking something from them unbeknownst to them. So it's like, it's this violation that happens that I just feel like it just degrades his soul. And then when he sees his kid and he realizes like he's trying to convince his kid he's doing it all for his kid and his kid's like, I don't want any of this. I just want my dad to be present in my life. And I don't care if you're a big man. That doesn't matter to me. It's just, it's just, I think there's some layers to it. I'm with Nick. Every, Every time those, every time those moments happened, I I enjoyed him. Like I I love the people walking in. Like oh hey, I'm looking for a job. Like yeah, you're high. Like I I love that. Yeah, he is kind of getting these people Eddie. to wish for stuff so that he can get what he wants or whatever. Even right. with you know like hey, how's traffic today? Oh, traffic sucks. Wouldn't you wish that traffic was super easy and it opened up like the the Red, Red sea? sea? Yeah, of course I do. I, I I do wish that. And then like I just love that it's that all those moments happen. It's cheesy, but I I I that's. It, a little part of the enjoyment I had watching this movie. I'm there. With, I'm, I'm honestly right there with you guys where I think it's one of the, when I said it was, there's a lot of good ideas in this film. I think it's a good idea. And I think on these little things, it works, but it is that fact that I don't think magic's explained it well enough in the universe, let alone the rules of this. And then when you do get to now, I'm going to have the world give me wishes. I mean, it, yes, it descends into chaos, but it also just doesn't make sense because we mm. see it on such a small scale. Where the guy's like, I wish you died. And she's like, I wish all the Irish people got rounded up. And it starts happening, right? You're going to tell me some white supremacist doesn't see this. And he's like, I wish all minorities were gone. And like, we don't see those, these things like blinking in and out. So it is, I wish I was king. I wish I, I well, had a million dollars. I wish I, I was famous. Like, expand it to need, millions of crazy ass wishes. I don't think you need to see that because I think the, the thing that they were trying to establish was like the big threat is obviously like the, the superpowers from America and Russia wishing for more nuclear arms and, and seeing see, I that just don't escalate. think like that like that I you said we said earlier in this review talking about it of like oh and the, you know like the Cold War and all that stuff like I don't feel like that's well done at all I feel like that's an afterthought and I was like oh we're gonna have an 80s thing that's not about that and then it's like we get a brief mention of it and then it becomes this giant thing of like that's what's gonna and it's like okay like I think the fucking dangerous wishing is way worse than this, and we weren't doing this. And I fucking hate, by the way, while we're here, anytime you're going to go see the fucking president, um, or we're going to go see the president, and mm-hmm. they do the whole thing and you open the door, that fucking president better be an amazing cameo. And if it's not an amazing cameo, I want it to be somebody acting like fucking Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I don't want it to just be some general-ass white guy. Okay, great. 
I mean, what what if they open the door as Martin Sheen? I mean, fuck. That would have been right, amazing. That's been oh, Rob, Lowe, Rob Lowe comes in and he's like, hello. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Like, Toby's that amazing. <laughs> no, but actually, here's a here's a real question for you. What what was the thing that, that the stone took from him? From Pedro Pascal? Yeah. His health. Yeah, he was going to die. Oh, okay. So that that was what was taken from him. Because yeah, I thought, kept breaking. He had all that I, weird shit in his face. I thought one of gonna, the, What a... Okay, because I thought one of the interesting things that they should have explored was when he made that wish, it took away his humanity or whatever it was. Like, you know how Barbara Nerva, like, it takes away her, like, love of other people and her kindness or whatever it is? But did I it? never got – I mean, yeah, it did. I mean, she she becomes kind of a, a, a you know, unempathetic yeah, like, human being. You wasn't know, that because she was forever. fucking cool and everyone was giving her attention? Not necessarily because sure. I mean, something that was taken – from her no i th- i think we got the fact that she just hadn't like she just didn't have any empathy left like she I, didn't have the one thing that made her endearing to to diana which was that she was a, su- a sweet person but i thought the Pedro pascal stuff was interesting because i was like oh i wish i wish that had tied in a little bit more with his kind of redemption arc or the reason why he decides to to go backward is that he lost the one like his son yeah, i wish his they son should have his son out of it right yeah and that was the thing it took from him and he realized holy shit like this whole thing that i've been doing for the son has really been for me and my son's gone now and he should have been the most important thing so I, yeah all the stuff's happening there's a million things going on is it important kev i feel like we're i mean i was just gonna say here. this whole this whole movie like everything is uh show not tell and or tell not show it, they just don't develop these things like what nick's saying like Sounds like a cool concept. I just feel like the way they execute everything is just in the worst way. That's all. Cool. Um, so, yeah, now they have a bunch of work and it's all popping off and it's all going crazy there. Uh, 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 Steve and Diana know they have to go to Black Gold. They go to Black Gold. This is when they sneak into Black Gold and everybody's you know making million-dollar deals or whatever. And they sneak into his original office and there's fucking dust everywhere from the rock exploding. And then they pick up the thing. Oh, it's old god magic. This is really fucking bad. Uh, we got to find him. Where did he go? Uh, well, he wants more of everything. And they have the magazine about the new king of crude over in Egypt or whatever. And you know, that's where he went. You know, they, they find a ticket in the trash. Well, that's for today. He's going to fucking Egypt today. That was weird because I was like, how did you get on the plane if you threw the ticket away? Doesn't matter. Well, he wished it. You know what I mean? Because how you just throw away in the 80s i don't know don't also know, she right. does call barbara and say we need to figure out where the stone came from asap and then we get a scene of barbara looking through the micro fish with fish which i always thought yeah. was kind of cool yeah it was cool the guys like coffee uh, tea me which was a line from freaking uh working girl which they totally stole for this movie and then she gets all mad because she's not gonna be pushing around anymore and while we're here she goes outside and that's when she fucks up the fucking booze hound <laughs> congress <laughs> so or whatever she goes, out, she goes outside first and every guy she apparently in washington dc in the 80s Past 10 o'clock, there were just – if you were a dude, you had to go out and just drink a lot and just harass <laughs> women. This is what you did because everyone she comes in contact with is just a piece of total utter shit. And I get that they're hammering home the theme of her like, you know, this is this is why we're supposed to feel for her when she kicks this guy down the street. And to be fair, it works because I was like, kick that motherfucker one more time. Kick his ribs in. Um, but then, of course, she gets the 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 nice homeless man who's like, "What, Barbara? What's going on? What, this isn't you." And, and she's like, "Well, you don't fucking know me because you're your business. For Thirty seconds a day, motherfucker. When I give you food, and then she just runs off in her cool Nikes." Uh, meanwhile, yeah, uh, uh, Diane and Steve are like, "We oh, he's gone. Uh, he's gone to Egypt on this plane." And Steve goes, "You guys have planes that can go to Egypt on in one flight?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "That's awesome. I got to fly one of those." And she's like, "Come on, and we're gonna get you. We're gonna go do this." Oh, but you don't have a passport, so you can't get on a regular plane. I know what we'll do. And so she go. They go to the Smithsonian, back to the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. and they sneak on to the runway of the Smithsonian, do and they then sneak- they go. They sneak into all the planes that they keep gassed up, ready to fly at any point. And then they take Chris Pine, Steve Trevor, a man who flew in World War I and died in a plane. 
they put him into the fighter jet and he goes, wow, this is a very complicated machine, but I can figure it out. Which one's the headlights and hits a bunch of switches. And then he's like, wait, now I got it. There's about uh, 350% more fucking switches and dials in this thing that could easily kill me again. Or uh, other people I could run into uh, Diana, you, I, we don't know your week yet, but I know something's going on. It doesn't matter. I'm in here. I can fly this thing. Now, as if that wasn't fucking crazy enough, Kevin, I know science with Kevin doesn't exactly apply here, but are fighter jets known for their long-distance flying, say, a transatlantic flight to fucking Egypt from Washington, D.C.? No. They're Correct me if I'm wrong. That. Aren't fighter Short jets known fast. for having such a small fucking range, they need a giant fucking boat to fly them any, yeah. or I'm sorry, boat yeah, them anywhere to then fly somewhere? Yeah. We all doesn't matter to this. Doesn't matter in this fucking movie because they're like gas it up. Wait, is it gassed up? Who fucking knows? Flips well, off switches. Correct now me if I'm wrong. Didn't she also? You said she. They snuck. They snuck into the Smithsonian to steal a jet. Didn't she flash her credentials at the door when she walks in? She was like, yeah, probably open the door for her. Maybe she's dying to print. She's them from to the, a camera, and she's like, "Hey, I'm coming in to steal one of these planes." The guy's like, "Whatever the fuck you want, man." It doesn't and matter. so now we're in a fucking jet that Steve Trevor is just such an amazing pilot. He can figure out all this future technology. Guy didn't know what a fucking trash can was 30 minutes ago. You know what I mean? You couldn't <laughs> didn't understand that a stationary bike doesn't fucking move, but a plane's a plane. You know what I mean? Plane's a fucking plane. You need me to use the space shuttle you just showed me? I can get that fucking running too. They climb in, they fucking take off, they get going. The the air traffic control is freaking out, of course, that a fucking pilot or a, a, a fighter jet's been stolen. Diana's like, away. Oh. Steve's like, don't worry, I'll just turn off the lights. They'll never find me. And they're like, no, I forgot to tell you about radar. Radar's a thing. They can track you even in the dark. He's like, fuck, what are we going to do? And she's like, now you I know what? Mine. She's like, you know what? I've been toying around with this thing. I've wondered how my father, which I remember, of course, is Zeus. We probably should have driven this home and maybe given you a refresher that I'm a demigod. No big deal. Uh, anyways, he he hides the mascara from everybody. How did he do that? I've been able to hide what? A coffee cup, she says, or something like that. And she goes, boom, and makes the invisible jet. Fuck which, off. Which, again, I was like, every everything we've just talked about, I fucking hate. Everything we just talked about, and including the uh, coffee cup. Boom. I, once it was the invisible jet, I was like, for the just for that one second, I gave myself the reprieve like, that was cool. They got the invisible jet into this, Dude, and I'm then immediately you. back to garbage as they fly through fireworks. Like nobody fly through fucking fireworks. Like that seems so dangerous. But I just hate that it's like, okay, we're getting the invisible jet. This should be hype as fuck, and it yeah. is not. It, it is, is not so lame. And it's like it was set up via lines of dialogue at the moment they do the thing. It's not like yeah. they set that up earlier. Like yeah. this wasn't a reveal. This was a the cause and effect happened at the exact same fucking moment. Like yeah. that is so fucking lame. They do it Lame. again later. Very, very. I, very, I, I very, like, very, very I like the fireworks scene. It works. I like the fireworks. Well, scene. You, you know why? You, I mean, maybe I'm projecting, but the reason I like the fireworks scene, right, is because I'm going through. And I'm like, oh, this reminds me so much of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two at the end for Yondu, and it's like that thing of like, God. oh man, what a, what a great movie that was, and what a great payoff <laughs> to characters and building that was, and what a great thing of explaining complete nonsense space and aliens and all but making it believable and real unlike anything this movie i'm like how are you flying a fighter jet to egypt how did you make a comment how did he make a fucking comment not five minutes before of like man you guys got planes that are big enough to fly there and she's like yeah come get on an incredibly small one that will <laughs> we will be lucky to get to where the titanic sank <laughs> you know what i mean we're coast our asses there let alone get the what steal the fucking concord and even then i'm not sure if it's got rain you know, was the to concord Egypt. around in the 84 
Yeah, well, yeah it was around in 84. But it didn't, it didn't go to for. Egypt from New York or... It, it just flew really fast, but I'm sure it could have made the flight. But, but that's I, the thing. At least it would have gotten not. there quick. I don't know. The Concorde was an international plane, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it was. went from the UK to New York, right? Like, that's a very specific route where Egypt is significantly further down. <laughs> well, you, at some point, hey, I'm just saying, all I'm they, saying, Kevin, is I would have bought that more. I would have I would have been able to suspend my disbelief yeah, more <laughs> if it was that. Absolutely. Because, again, to be very fucking clear. We don't see them land the jet in Egypt. We don't see what they fuck. They're just in a car. They're in a cab in Egypt now driving. It's clearly in a movie so bloated that you're like, there's nothing they left on the cutting room floor. Clearly something happened there between jet and car. And even when Steve's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, you keep saying you're fine. You don't look fine. What, what happened there? It doesn't fucking matter. Because even before that scene, we're in Egypt and Pedro Pascal shows up and he walks over to the new King of crude. And he's like, Hey, you know what? I, uh, I'm here to meet you. He's like, I don't even fucking care. This isn't a business. I just want to know how you did this, how you made your money so quickly. And he's like, I'll tell you, I found the power of the wish. And so he's like, what do you wish for? And like, again, uh, Yusef, our friend from Ubisoft put up a, a link the other day um, to when he watched the movie, he immediately tweeted of like, this is offensive to me as an, as an Egyptian, uh, you know I mean? As a person of color of like, this is such a stereotype of what people are doing of saying like, Oh, look at the, look at these people in Egypt that are Brown. They're the bad guys. They're crazy using he, the, he put up a, a post that I encourage everybody to go read that it was somebody else that he linked that was like describing how inaccurate this is and how in a movie so steeped in the eighties, trying to be an eighties film, they went into something like Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? And grabbed the completely bullshit stereotypes, racial stereotypes and put it into this movie thinking it would, and it's just whatever. Cause they show up for one scene. What is your wish? I wish all the fucking heathens would get out of my land. And I was the King. And there was a wall that separated everybody. And he's like, wish granted. I'm going to take your oil. And he's like, I already fucking sold my oil. And he's like, well then fuck you. I'm taking your security team. They're going to come be with me now. And they fucking walk out. And he's like, what? And this giant fucking wall goes up and CNN's reporting that they found new documents or whatever, that he's now the, the King of uh, well, the area, Egypt, whatever country it is the land and how poor people can't get to the water anymore and there's obviously a bunch of unforeseen consequences to a giant wall going up around everything and again this is when i'm like oh clearly the final wish of this movie will be to undo everything be redo all this we're gonna be like they're not, they're not gonna leave this or bring down they're gonna bring down the wall sure but then there's gonna be these fucking giant because, because this if not the end of this movie is the beginning of end game where the fucking world is just destroyed. Right. We never dig out. We never dig we out of this, right? We can't get out yeah, of yeah. this. Yeah. There's a giant yeah. fucking, that wall alone would take like half a fucking year to just take down that whole thing. Anyways, um, we get, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, but I love this next scene, right? Where through he, sheer happenstance and coincidence, they just, I mean, Egypt, that Kevin, was them. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, Egypt, one road, right? Not a very big country. Yeah. It goes run by the Nile. So it's just one road. So just one road. They just happen to find – they just drive by this caravan of people. I'm like, oh, God, this is how we're going to start the action scene. And sure enough, that's how we start the action scene. And sure and, enough, yeah, it's, it, that's, that was them. Can we buy your car? Gives them a wad of American cash that looks to be about $25. And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Take the car. And so they take off. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. You it's, like that, it's like that scene from Eurotrip where he's like, I buy my own hotel now. <laughs> like the, the nickel. This scene is – is just so awkwardly weird and then this action scene starts and this is where we get the effects that i'm like wow did they a run out of budget or b run out of time and i have to imagine the answer to both of those is no they had a lot more budget than they could have used and they had plenty of time to fix the cg because as a lot of people pointed out this movie got delayed 1800 times to the point where i'm like what 
I don't know. I just feel like when we finally do see Wonder Woman again after an hour and 20 minutes, this scene is just lackluster and it doesn't even need to happen because why would he immediately think they're coming after to kill him? Does he even know who Diana Prince is at this point? How would he know? How would he know? And why wouldn't why wouldn't they just pull up beside him and hey, we want to have a conversation with you real quick? And he'd be like, "Who the fuck are you guys? I don't even know." He's smart enough to understand people are there. That's bad news bears. I love this scene. I love this action scene so much. It's it's the only scene in the movie that actually brings me joy. And I want it to be clear: I am laughing at it, not with it. Okay, thank God. Thank God. Absolutely horrible. But it is. We talk about camp. We talk about. We throw all these words out that I almost feel are compliments to a movie that don't deserve them. Like this to me is camp. This is them actually committing to like, fuck it. It's going to be ridiculous. She's going to start running. We hear the music start to build up and then boom, it just fucking hits. And we get a straight on shot of her running and it looks horrible well, with the dude. Even like, like, okay, this right is before where, then too, where she jumps out of the car and she's like, Whoop. and she's like just in her entire outfit and putting her tear on. I was like, what? wow. <laughs> and then she's like running between these fucking things. Like it's just garbage nonsense. CG just moving around her. And then a torpedo is launched and then she fucking uses her whip to grab the torpedo and fly and i'm just like you know what maybe yeah. all this was worth it maybe there, it was, it was, just it was to see not how because because for some, this is because for some reason also we have to hammer home that she saves kids as well because then we have two random kids playing in the middle of the street as this giant caravans coming toward them and i'm like i don't why don't you see that why don't you see that why don't you see it yeah, yeah they're, they're it's right kids there stupid they're, also <laughs> why are you playing i why are you playing on the you know, road when you could play 20 feet over where there's just a I'll giant fucking desert? There's just a I'll giant you, desert. I'll, I'll tell you this kid. because, guys, because in the 80s, and you guys know this, there's a lot of things we were scared of as kids, right? Lasers, quicksand. One of the things we were terrified, and Greg, tell me if I'm wrong. When you grew up in the 80s, were you not absolutely fucking terrified of not looking both ways when you crossed the street? That was oh. just... They I think hammered we still that teach in. kids. I think we still teach kids. No, I, I, kids thought, Nick, I thought you were about to go of, of being in a desert and running out of water and seeing hallucinations. No, no, that, no, no. That was just that was cool because that always led to something cool. That always led to someone saving you, and then you went on the adventure. In the eighties, if you crossed the street without looking, you were going to get fucking creamed into the ground. That was what's going to happen. Yeah. That's why. That's why I think they put that in there. True to this day, but I, I mean, um, they put it in there because they want to show that Wonder Woman values human life above all, right? Like she's going to go out of her way to save. It's the same thing of like. And it, why isn't any of this cut when they fight in the White House and Steve goes to fucking shoot them? And he, she's like, Steve, they don't know what they're doing. You can't kill them. He's like, oh, okay. Which I thought, I knew they wouldn't because, of course, this isn't that kind of movie. But it would seem like they were building an interesting thing because, of, uh, you know, um, I was going to say famously. I don't know how many of you remember this. In DC Comics, Wonder Woman killed Max Lord, uh, which then set off Infinite Crisis, which then kind of rebooted the universe. Huh. And it was a big deal because that was very much Batman and Superman don't kill. Wonder Woman doesn't kill. And when Max had po- had the power over Superman to make him do whatever he wanted, Wonder Woman put the lasso of truth around him and was like, how do I get you to stop? controlling superman and max said you have to kill me and she fucking cracked his neck and it was like a huge fucking deal to see one of the dc trinity kill somebody and that reset the universe so i I was like man in a different world we'd be building to that but we're not building that because that's not what this movie is and i remember how much trouble fucking superman got in for killing zod so it's like whatever off an amazing level of coordination between chris pine and gal gadot for him to say look at me in the eyes this is all nonverbal, right and he's like diana yeah, I know, right? So he's saying Diana, <laughs> but what he means is I'm going to shoot this rocket up into the air. I'm going to figure out how to like launch this rocket so that you can then lasso it and it'll take you there he- quicker. 
And then the scene of her just Wait, rolling around with these rockets? kids. What? I thought like right before he shoots it, You're he says like, point, I've though. got rockets. But yeah, I know like, I'm right there with this. Yeah, Andy, same thing. Yeah, when he, when he goes, Diana, and he shoots the rocket, I was like, I legitimately have no idea what's to happen. And she yeah. fucking flew on it. I was like, yeah. Oh, she flew. Flew. What are you, Steve, what are you doing? Like, first off. But, <laughs> Steve, uh, there's kids down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting rockets. The, the scene, uh, uh, it's all just silly. Just like Tim said, we're laughing at it, not with it. And this was, this scene I saw the day that the movie came out. on. So I didn't see it until like a couple days later. But when it came out and that day, I guess it was Christmas Day. Maybe I don't remember yeah, it when Christmas, it was. It was but just seeing this scene broken out on Twitter was a real bad look because all of so much of the sequence is just silly as shit and landing with the kids and it looks bad and the CGI is terrible and rolling around with the kids is what I can only, you know, compare to the silly doll flying out of the window and Catwoman like. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that the idea that you could just roll around with these kids and be totally fine and then not get like a fucking bruise on them. I don't know. It's just it's so stupid. These kids would have been crushed. And all this whole sequence is, I thought, really, really bad. Yeah, it, it almost feels like they were like, fuck, it's been an hour and 20 minutes. We don't have an action scene. Let's just shoehorn this bad boy in. And that's what we got. Yeah, and again, it was like, oh, it's an hour and 20 minutes in. Let's put Wonder Woman in her outfit. But again, the nonsense way they put her into the outfit. Like, I would have preferred it if it was like, I'm Steve, I'm going. And she just puts on the the bracelets, right? Or, or she was already wearing them, which you'd like to think is, ah, oh, fuck me. Or she just shows up as Wonder Woman because she's fucking Wonder Woman. Like, why do they have to drive a car around and, like, buy some dude's car and, like, drive? Like, why? you know what I mean? Like, why is any of this happening? You're Wonder Woman. We can do a couple leaps of logic here where she just catches up with the bad guy at a certain point because this is, in fact, a superhero movie. But anyways, everything we just said happens, right? Wonder Woman got shot, by the way. She was bleeding. She's vulnerable. That was a new one for us. We're like, oh, man, what's that all about? And so uh, she saves the kids. The bad guys get away. Uh, yeah, and Steve's like, you're shot. You're hurt. Like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know exactly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, that was, this was also a, a point of contention for me as well, right? Because the whole point was like, hey, you get the wish. But it takes away the one thing that is most important to you, which I guess in Wonder Woman's world was her power, right? She, her, her ability to like save people and her ability to do all this stuff. But is it a it happens immediately or it's a slow bleed out and you lose your power over the span of six fucking months and then you're just a normal human being, right? Because for some people, it's immediate. For Barbara Minerva, it's, I guess, kind of immediate, right? She wakes up and but I guess maybe not. Maybe after no, a week, well, no, she yeah, has better eyesight. Was that? there any, any evidence in this movie of it being immediate? Which part, getting all, the wish or maybe losing, wrong. Thing. losing something? Losing something. I, I guess no. Everyone took burned. time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right, because the, the, the way this this stone worked is that like eventually it would get rid of the whole society that they found. Like, yeah, it would it was be in. the end. Of so United States was fucked. But then we fucked the whole world. You know what I mean? Because that's how it is. Everyone wants to hate on the U.S. Don't forget. We go down. You're all coming with us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so bad guys get away. Wonder Woman's bleeding. Steve and her, you know, get to a little village. Uh, they see on TV worlds in chaos. You know, this whole thing with Egypt and the people that are like making moves on the new king and all that jazz. Uh, Wonder Woman calls back home to uh, Kristen Wiig and is like, "Hey, what's going on?" She's like, "Oh, I found the stuff with the microfiche and fucked up this dude." And it's you know, it's all this bad stuff, but I can't understand some of it. So we need to you know go talk to somebody. She's like, "I know a guy." All right, I'll see you there tomorrow. And so now Wonder Woman's bleeding it alone. And I guess they find their invisible jet they park somewhere and refuel it and fly that fucker back. And that's how they get back to the United States. And they make this meeting with a new character we meet for two seconds who has some kind of knowledge about the stone and like the 
ancient writings and all the shit they find. It's then into what we're talking about. That yeah, it's the monkey paw. Whatever you wish for, you're gonna get it, but it's gonna take something from you, and it's gonna fuck, and it's gonna fuck everything up, and the civilization will collapse. And they're like, well, this is bad. We can't do this clearly. And Barbara slowly backs away, like, I don't, what are you talking about? I, I love being strong and cool and not wearing my glasses and having my hair down. There's no way I could go back to a life of having my hair up and wearing glasses. And uh, they're like, well, no. And the Barbara just, poof, just vanishes, right? Because she's like, I got to get out of this thing. I can't be a part of this thing. Uh, meanwhile, Pedro is back and he's got a million people in his office and he's losing it and he's screaming and his son overhears him say that he doesn't give a shit about his son kind of thing. He only gives a shit about wishes. And so it's like, oh, fuck, I need to keep doing this stuff. And so he wishes like, so he has a bunch of different people come through and get all this shit. And he's like, wouldn't it be cool if there's one guy, you know, I got to go, you know, talk to the president if I had a meeting with the president. And the guy's like, yeah, that'd be a cool wish or whatever. You know, I wish that for you. He's like, thanks, buddy. And so he goes out and he gets in the car. And this is the thing we're talking about earlier. Of like, oh, it's fucked up. You know, the world's in chaos. Everything's going to shit. Everybody's fucking running around, you know, wishing shit. <laughs> and he's like, ah, no big deal. Like, I wish about the Red Sea part in the traffic. Yada, yada, yada. And they start going uh, back at uh, Wonder Woman's apartment where this whole thing could have happened. And we didn't have to have this weird rapey subplot with uh, Chris Pine and this guy's life he took over. Uh, her and him are trying to come to terms with what's going on. Uh, they, you know, uh, Wonder Woman has this whole. So, sorry, I like moved my keyboard and it hit the intro. I love it. I think we were gonna hear it one more time. We knew it. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman and him are watching all her closed circuit TVs. Uh, this is when Steve sees the armor over there. He's like, "What's this all about?" And it's she's like, "Oh, you know." In a drape. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 from my people. Um, uh, when you know we all left the world of man to go to Themyscira to be you know left behind, or when we went there to go be safe, we left behind one warrior, Asteria, Asteria, uh, and she was the one to fight. So we melted down all, or my people melted down all of their armor into one super suit of armor for her, so that she could stay here and do it. Wow. When I came to the world of man, I went to look for her, but all I could find was the armor. What a cool all about. We'll we'll what see cool what this. We'll see what happens at the end of the movie. That's what yeah. this is all about, you know. What a what a and what to a, give her a cool a, costume and action figure. Yeah, what a cool thing to introduce midway through your movie. That would have been awesome to start the movie with. What an awesome scene! I wish I had seen, you know. But we get a little bit of a flashback and a little exposition to Tim's earlier point, where yeah. it's like, we need this thing right now, so let's come up with a quick backstory Can, for it, and then that's it. It would have been oh, so man. easy too. They could have just whatever that tournament was been like. That's the Asteria tournament. Look to win the armor, yeah, right? Or, or not some, even to win the armor. But well, like, it was. They was had there. a giant statue of her in the middle and they could have been like and she wore the armor which we've lost to time you know and it's so like great yeah it's set up a perfect way to do that would be robin wright pen or robin robin excuse me robin wright not robin wright pen anymore robin wright stops her from throwing the javelin through the thing right and then it immediately cuts to a scene where they're walking through the archives and she goes do you see this armor she didn't make we didn't make this armor for her so she could cheat her way through life like yeah, yeah. yada yada she didn't yada, take the that, easy that. way out she didn't take the easy way out she sacrificed herself for everyone for the and by the way the idea of like making armor that can stop all of the like all of the war, armies of man is a fucking awesome idea yep. but man it just doesn't it doesn't play out that well when she finally yep. puts it on and gets shot by 50 caliber weapons and it just destroys it all immediately yeah. Totally. That, that's the thing, Nick, is like everything you just said, I'm happy they didn't do it. I'm happy they didn't set that shit up and make it extra epic and cool and hype because then when it actually does come, it's the lamest fucking thing ever and then gets destroyed immediately. And it's just like, she. I, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but who gives a shit at this point? Do you think, bro? She, she fucking flies up, she comes back, and she's in the gold armor, which is like, where'd you get that? What? Like, we know, what? what is fucking happening right now? Are they put they an have, answer where she went to her apartment to get the armor for some reason. 
exactly but it's what it's just it's weird where it's just like none of it is interesting and th- that should have been the fucking coolest moment of the movie and god it's not and then they have the fight scene and it's not entertaining at all it's distracting at how bad and awkward it is and then her armor seems to not even really help her no it doesn't really help that much because cheetah can i guess just bite through it and then it's done and then it's gone it was just it was getting in the way this armor was made guys yeah. to stop a bunch of fucking spartans all right it's a fucking spear you give right now you take 2021 greg and kevin you mm. give us each a garbage yeah. can lid and an mk right was that a gun <laughs> an AK. Sure. give us an ak <laughs> we go MK. back in time to fight a bunch of spartans we're you killing kill them. these guys yeah. in 15 minutes books, yeah. here comes this fucking first off they're as big as nick so i got the height of it they're throwing <laughs> okay. spears in and i'm just knocking them away probably true knocking probably them true. away with this thing so so let me just get this straight you have an ak-47 and the lid of what i assume is an 80s <laughs> aluminum trash can yeah, right? M- K- okay <laughs> cool, cool, cool. i was thinking of an m4 and yeah. then an ak and i just put them together into one super gun but i'll say that <laughs> super gun. uh so anyways oh okay so yeah they're in the room they're looking trying to figure out what well we gotta find maxwell lord and they see one car driving through all the chaos towards the white house like oh fuck he's going to the white house we gotta go you're you're weak diana you're hurt you can't just run in there i think this might actually happen no no it's happening you, you can't just run in there so like we can't just do it as like wonder woman would do it we have to find a different way and there's a way to get in she's like all oh, right there's this dude this aide who got introduced like through one line way like literally two every, uh, an yeah. hour and fucking 50 minutes ago in this fucking film he works at the white house he in the middle of every the world ending in the middle of the world ending he'll give me a tour because he probably wants to have sex with me and so they call she goes over there and uses this and it's true because when steve walks up this guy's not feeling it and so he starts his lame ass tour of the white house and they all break off to go find max meanwhile max is in the office with the president the president kind of just like you know uh, uh what's the thing in harry potter not evaporates apparates apparates yeah apparates into the room he's like oh i thought i was in the middle of something else what's going on mr lord he's like ah you know it was fucking the world's ending like yeah yeah he's like yeah no money money can save us he's like i'm not here for money i'm here you know if you want grabs push the shit off his desk and grabs him it's like if you wanted something what would you want he's like more more nuclear weapons than our enemies more everything else other people blah 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 like we have to be able to you know be the most strong power in the world and max like ah perfect yeah i love that and in you know wish granted and in you know return i want all of your power i want the power of the office what it actually is a funny turn of phrase that he has right like the respect of the office and the office everyone respects or some shit like that i was like Mm -hmm. that's pretty good it's unfortunate because if the president had just been like i wish that the russians had less all of this could have been avoided (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. I wish they didn't have any nuclear weapons and we just had them all. That could have been the wish. And they would have been like, well, I guess that's it. We're done. Of course, I wish obviously world it would have peace. backfired. Yeah, world peace would have been good too. <laughs> yeah. How about just or a direct line this to, would stop. to Gorbachev's uh, office so we could just talk? We could just talk all this stuff out. And so uh, he gives him all that. And, you know, he's like, great. And then what does Pedro Pascal want? And he's like, I want your power, but I want to be treated as a foreign um, an immunity and no taxes. He's still like talking as a businessman. It's like, what? Dude, like you're not outside the world is coming unglued. And you're like, so I don't want to pay taxes. It's at least yeah, my goddamn concerns right now. And see, I guess that was that was my question, right? I think that was the point of me asking, like, what did he have to um, get rid of? And it was his health, but I, I I was like, why wouldn't they have made it like his logic or his something? Because at a certain point, you're like, you made the wish, and then all of your oil wells are 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 just plumb with oil, and you're a billionaire now. Plum. Do you need more wishes? Aren't you done? 
can't you just right. run your Lord, company? That's, it was, and like again, like I've I've seen in the lead up to this, and I think when we watched like uh, the fandom, which I know we never left, uh, when you'd see Belen, Patty Jenkins and Gal talk remember. about this, they talked about wanting it to be in the '80s because it was excess, right? Sure. You always wanted more, you know. And like for me, Nick, I, I, I've been on a kick and or was on a kick with Jen in December of like watching. We watched Wall Street and then Wall Street Money Never, Money sleeps. never sleeps, and we were watching all these like '80s movies like that, just Great about smarmy ball. fucking assholes in the '80s, and like. I get the wanton excess. That wasn't like what we're talking earlier. They are in the eighties, but they never drive it home. That like, that's what the problem is. Wonder, like if you want to talk about wonder woman and why she, Diana is distanced from people. Sure. There's the broken heart of Steve, but it should have also been like at the start of the film. I see the greed in these people. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I see these people who we've been through two world wars. We're lucky to be where we are, but they, they, nothing is enough for them. And like, I that's just, why I, I don't have a TV. Yeah. That's why I don't go to the mall. That's like, there could have been something done there. Cool. But that would have been too dark. I'm sure. And everybody, DCEU people, we don't want dark universe anymore. Everybody. It's gotta be bright. It's gotta be colorful. Diana's hope. It's like, all well, right, well, I think you they, can't have I hope think, if you don't have despair first. I think they tried to set up that he was like up against every time he got something, like someone else came and was like, now you gotta pay taxes. Now you gotta do this stuff. I just think, don't think they nailed that home. So it ends up coming off that he is just this crazy egomaniacal villain who is very one note that just wants more. Yeah. And it's a little disappointing because I think the character started off a little bit deeper than that. I think he started off from a point of like, I never had anything growing up and I want to provide for my kid, but really it's my own insecurity that's driving me through all this stuff. And then it just sure. gets to the point where he's like, I want it all. I want everything. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. well, you can't like at a certain point, you're like, why is he insane? Because a, a normal rational person, even a person who's like a little off his kilter would be like, well, this is clearly going to destroy the world. But I guess that's the power of the stone. That's the whole, that's the whole point of like the Loki magic or whatever, whatever God made this stone. Before Max leaves the president's office, he sees some plans over there. He's like, what's this all about? And the president's like, oh, this is this new tech we're working on that can take over every TV in the world. No matter how old or how new, it'll allow you to reach out and touch everybody. And Max's like, touch everyone? His fucking eyes all fucked up. Because he's like, oh, I can touch people and get a million wishes and do all the wishes I want right but at once. It's like the Riddler, dude. It's not yeah. actually touching though, right? right? Like that's one of the things that like we just kind of – he has to touch people. Like They, they have say to touch. touch they say touch. I know, but like they don't mean it. Literally, but but he's like that counts, right? It counts if they mean it. Well, don't yeah, forget too, though, when he gets cool. there and he talks to the dude, he is like, "You wish this works for me, right?" And he's like, "Of course, sir." So like, that turns out all the equipment that they already had, and it could be interpreted as you hope the fucking machines work. You could also hope my plan works, right? And then if you wish, yeah. I wish. Then, Good point. We you know figured I mean? it out. Yeah, yeah, the yes. magic, isn't it fucking fun? Because then nothing. It's matters Harry Potter, Kevin. Nothing. No, stop. It's Harry Potter, man. Come on, Harry Potter. Whatever, better than whatever this. you want to Harry Potter better than this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. God, I wish this exactly. ring would make turn me invisible. Forget everything. Uh, and so Max starts to leave. Then Wonder Woman is there. She lassos <laughs> him. He turns shit. around and she's he's like, "Oh, aren't you resourceful?" <laughs> and he's like, "Finisher, killer." You know, blah blah. And that's when uh, she gets she starts blocking some stuff. And she does the win the lasso maybe you're here and blocks all the bullets. But then she gets hit. And then Chris Pine pushes her out of the way with the thing the the Batman eighty nine uh, serving tray. Bing bing bing. And then he has a gun. He's gonna use it, but don't use it. They don't know what they're doing. He's like, "Fuck, this sucks." Uh, they go back out there. That's when she does the thing. Then they all start engaging and fighting. Uh, Max tries to leave, but they grab him. Or, or no, he's fighting. At one point, Chris Pine gets the upper hand on a guy with the gun. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, knocks him away. Then, you know, Wonder Woman's fighting other people and pushing people into people. And then at one point, Chris Pine, this guy does this queer, this weird, like, move where he, like, I don't even know. He just, like, moves his arms. And Chris Pine's like, oh, that's neat. I'm like, what the fuck? Another, why is this scene here? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Does this thing, gets out of it, and then 
two seconds later, he grabs Max Lord and Max tries to do something. He does the same thing to him. He's like, I just learned that. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, what the fuck is going on right now? It's fun. It's fun, guys. He's got Max Lord. And he's like, what do you want to wish? You want to be a real boy? He's like, no. And hold and remind you, no. I just I wish I wasn't handcuffed to you, but I am. And at which point, if I'm Pedro Pascal, like, well, I'm touching you. Your wish is granted. Fuck you. And I take your eyes. He's like, I got no eyes. And there's little hamsters where his eyes would be. Like, let's yeah. get touch with it. Let's yeah. use. Let's use the wish. Hamsters you know weren't I mean? hamsters weren't in the details. What? I can still see better now, though. Somehow I have four eyes now because there's two hamsters, one in each. And eye. I have a great oh sense of God. smell. Four eyes, three noses. Very cuddly. I'm very cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think hamsters have like phenomenally like famous sense of smells they have six that they think the hamster is like spider-man it's just got a sixth sense of smell I don't you don't know, think hamsters have a about. great sense of smell they're animals they they well sense. yeah but they not like exceptionally world. not notable better than us because they have but here i said now small. i have a great sense of right because they have connected i have three fucking noses right now oh, i'm smelling I, better than i smell right i now. felt like you trevor saves the universe like this situation oh, right yeah, trevor. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah trevor. Totally, totally totally you're plugging them in you're plugging them in there yeah i agree with that 100 uh Wonder Woman's trying to talk sense to him. He won't have it. She's finding these people. Then Barbara shows up. She kind of kicks the shit out of Wonder Woman, no problem. Because like, yeah, Wonder Woman's like, "What does this cost you? Like, look at where's your nice personality and you were nice, you were all the, you're all these great things." And he's like, "What's it cost you?" And they have this shot of Wonder Woman. She's all like tired and beat up, and her hair's all a mess. And they're like, "Oh, okay." And she's like, "Yeah, see, I know you wish too, dummy dumb." It's like, "Oh fuck." Um, and then Barbara leaves, right? She's like, had it. Oh, yeah, because like Wonder Woman was trying to explain it to her, and she's like, Oh, yeah, dumb me, I wouldn't understand. Oh, well, well. And she runs off, uh, with Max Lord. They get in the helicopter together, right? Yeah, because he's gonna go to the thing with the, the TV station. So they get off and they go that way. Uh, Wonder Woman and Steve then go out back into the streets of DC, and it's just fucking chaos. There's pe- there's a whole bunch of people screaming, there's a bunch of people. Like I, there, and I, you know, I don't. I've never made a movie. I have no talent in that regard. But like, I think the sound balance and some of these people need to be turned down because they're giving lines of dialogue that sound like they are major. What do you want me to do about it? I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck is going? Like, I get it. It's chaos. It's whatever. Um, Everybody they, had different headphones when they were editing this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they, but eventually, you know, Steve pulls her aside and he's like, "Listen, they'd already had this conversation a little bit, and I don't want to entertain it. Now they have to have it." And he's like, "Listen, I've had a, I had a great life, and you got to let me go. You got to renounce your wish, and you know, set all this back, so you can go out there and be the hero they need and deserve, and you know, save the world or whatever." She's like, "I don't want to." And he's like, "I don't, you know, I, you have to." And she's like, "I love you." And he's like, "I love you." And she's like. I don't want to say goodbye. And he's like, you don't have to. You already have. Like, I'm I'm fucking dead. Like, I'm not alive right now. This is a weird thing we've done. Let's and give so she, this man his life back. Yeah, let's re- – and imagine this poor bastard. Like, uh, literally, he's like he, – you know, what what, he was fucking – he went to bed one day, and then what? he just goes, winky, winky. And he looks out. He's just fucking like – he's chaos. in a riot in Washington, D.C. <laughs> people are screaming. People are talking about wishes. He's like, my what kids? is it? Where are my kids? <laughs> My family. I was supposed to pick. I was supposed to pick my mom up at the nursing home four weeks ago. Uh, this scene right here. This me. scene to me is uh, if I had not watched this movie and had walked into the room of one of you guys watching it, and you paused it right before Steve started talking to Diana, and I was like, "Oh, hey, real quick, what what's happened so far?" And you gave me the plot in like a Twitter form. And you're like, what's about to happen is she's going to have to like renounce her her wish and he's going to disappear. But then she's going to start gaining her powers back. I'd be like, okay. And if I would have just watched her running down the street as her powers come back. Uh, yeah, and, and her, fucking, her skin starts healing. And shit. It's healing. And she jumps up into the fucking sky and lassos yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the all that shit. I'm like, 
I would have been like, this is the best fucking movie ever. And then, then you're like, oh, we're going to pause it. And I walk out of the room and I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie later. And then later I'm like, what happened? You're like, and then she gets to the sky and learns how to fly. And she kind of learned it from Steve, who was a pilot. And he loved disguise. And she really taught him and like taught her and gave her this like power. And they're going to play the fucking song from Kick-Ass. And it's going to be really like, okay. I'd be like, there's no way that's just okay. That sounds amazing. That sounds fucking awesome. It's not. It's not at all. Jesus Christ. There is four seconds of hype in this five minute scene and it's her running her yeah. the one shot of her kind of like like kissing him wiping the tear and just starting to run is so cool and then god then there's just more movie after that yeah a lot yeah, more yeah, movies yeah, guys this review course, has a, at least an hour left kristen wixel isn't a cheetah <laughs> <laughs> up in the up in the helicopter yeah her and him had that conversation what do you want she's like i want to be something the world's never seen before. i want to be an apex predator like that's a weird there's a weird thing for you to want now, but okay, cool. Uh, and he's like, I like what you think, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so like, why, he, why you're awesome. <laughs> you already have her power. Like you have Diana's power. You have everything. That she you well, she wants wanted. to be stronger than her. It doesn't work. Really wants more. Wanna, it's the 80s yeah. Wall Street. Come on. I want to look like a cat. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> they, they, he's like, yeah, I like want to look like a cat, like a strong cat. Like, nah, just <laughs> this is a house cat. Just a, cat. <laughs> a sleepy, sleepy cat. So yeah, they get there. They take over the station, as we've alluded to. I, you know, I wish all this works. He's like, yeah. And so all the things turn on. They immediately start broadcasting to every TV, everything that has a screen. Uh, Wonder Woman, knowing time is limited, you know, yeah, went back to her apartment to get the uh, 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 armor from what's what? A tra- not a tray. It's now you got that in my head. Asteria. Asteria. Thank Alistair. you very much. Oh uh and then she comes back then flying in the golden armor maxwell's already broadcasting what do you wish for and the one lady's like i want to be famous and everybody freaks out and then one guy i want to be a king and the other the, yeah the one mean people were like uh yeah yeah i fucking hate you i wish all the irish people would get rounded up ah, i wish you would drop dead and she drops dead and then people start getting rounded up in the street and he's like oh fuck this is bad uh and so all hell's breaking loose all the wishes are starting to happen which really should just end the world right there but it goes on for a while and then wonder woman she flies on in there in her golden armor uh and then she lands yeah and like people are shooting at her with 50 cal and all that stuff she takes them out and then eventually yeah, uh cheetah shows up barbara and she's like oh barbara what have you done she's like i'm so a cat sniffing. now i'm a cat i'm a cat i'm just like a cat so i i by the way i'm just like what a fundamental poor choice because i the, again i draw back to the one scene that i keep thinking about the one that i was like this is actually has some power to it is when uh, Kristen wig kind of embraces the fact that she has this unbelievable power over people now and just kicks that fucking dude down the street i was like she had a, that's a good scene for me she had she, i think she really she was kind of ominous in it and really did well. I was looking forward to her just fighting Gal Gadot at the end of this, and maybe a cooler costume, but maybe, and maybe a little bit of flair of it. But no, they went full on. Let's go. Full, let's go super like, literal. Dame Judy Dench from Cats. They were like, "That's going to be our pinnacle. If we can hit the Dame Judy Dench from Cats, then we're going to yeah. fucking knock this out of the park." I mean, didn't they go to the like the way of the comic? Like that's how she looks in the comic, right? Yeah, yeah, but you didn't. So. But but I think that uh, any production we learn, would have looked at that and been like, "Ooh, this doesn't look good. It doesn't translate to screen. We could have done something different." Did we learn nothing from King or not King Shark? Uh, 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 Killer Croc. You know what I mean? Like he looks nothing what, like. What he do does we in want this universe comic. to be? What do we want the D? You know what? Guess what, everybody? We have carte blanche. You know, and nothing's worked so far. I'm I'm Patty Jenkins. We have carte blanche here. 
nothing's worked so far in the DCEU except for us. People really liked our movie, you know what I mean, despite the third act not making any sense. And that's, you know, we kind of shoved in there. So let's make a colorful, wonderful superhero uh, flick. Let's make it female forward. Let's make it about female empowerment. Let's have, you know, Diana and uh, uh, Barbara stop the one fucking sexual predator in the park in both ways and show the different restraints and powers. Like, you know, and then we get to the center, like, oh, should we turn her into an actual cheetah? And it's like, well, you know what? That's a great question we're, we're kicking around right now. <laughs> I don't think we need to go that far. I think we put her in that cheetah jacket, and then she, you know she's really me, powerful. And like, yeah, let me sleep on this. Let me. Let me yeah, like this. I don't, I don't. But know I will if we say need I, the last because uh, it's just you know Barbara's been a real you know character on the page. Barbara's a great character. We've seen a will, lot of growth. Do we need a minute and a half of her as a cat? That's a great question. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Like yeah. it just doesn't benefit the character. Not only I that, think, but the whole I think Killer Croc logic. looked way better than this though. No, like, 100%. I, no. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, Killer Croc. When he took it off and it looked like a sad 70-year-old man. Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> nah. Killer Croc looked way better, dude. Even though he did look like Mike Ehrman Trout from Breaking Bad, his body. Yeah, you're right. His head was the size of his own torso. But still, I think he looked so much better than, than Chris and Wig looked as this. Yeah doesn't matter they fight like we were saying barbara won't back down she won't listen eventually they like, please listen no i won't listen so she electrocutes her like oh man she just killed somebody no she didn't kill her she's just breathing slowly she's a tired kitty you know what i mean it's one of I'm her also, nine lives i'm also disappointed because this, doesn't this mean like at the end of the movie that we're never going to get a cheetah again like she doesn't get another wish i wish they had figured out a way for her to stay bad and bring her back later oh that would have been cool we don't need you want more of her <laughs> i so i i just i'm, I'm just disappointed we're I'm getting like, one it's announced already. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't mind Kristen Wiig as the character. I just don't think they utilized her very well. I think they could. I think it could have been cool because having a comedic actress of her caliber like that turn evil. I was like, that's. I'm looking forward to that. I'm interested in it. But at the end, she's just going back to I guess her life. Do you her wish? Or does she go to jail? I don't know. It felt like such a waste. I mean, Kristen like the jails would be overflowing with people. I feel like at this point, you're the world leaders. You get together at the G20 summit or whatever, and you're mm -hmm. like, we make a joint statement. Listen, we'll all admit we got kind of nuts out there. Things got all a little right? crazy. Things got all a little right? out of hand out there. <laughs> I, we're not 100% sure if you wish people dead, they're back. But if you wish for a gun and shot people, are they back? I don't know. We don't know. We don't, don't, don't want to know. So. We don't want to know. This is the world we live in. So starting now going forward this, cool. you have a clean record People. unless you've done yeah. murdery stuff before then all right but not only that though I, while, while while we have your attention there is one really creepy drunk <laughs> nicotine salesman in dc if you can help us find him that'd be great we gotta get this guy off the streets oh i should find it's hard like, to find because everything. he collapsed his lungs by kicking him 50 times <laughs> We're going to fix all this, but also everyone in the world is going to – you need to pretend it didn't happen. You just all – everyone, chat, be cool. Pretend that you didn't get granted a wish and then it got taken away. Pretend it's all good because, you know, in, in Endgame when it happened, in Infinity War, all that happened, we're still – I mean, we haven't seen too much MCU, but we're about to see the ramifications of that forever, right? Sure. In this, yeah. we've seen so many movies past this, and it's like no, when, people, when, when Superman it. comes, people are freaking the fuck out, right? Yeah. When Batman's doing all shit, it's a big fucking deal. I, all I, of this I, stuff is a big deal. Everyone was granted a wish to do whatever the fuck they want, and they, they did the worst things ever. It was a cataclysmic day. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I want. Can I have can I have calm clear for, for one second? I need I, want, I know there are many talented, kind of funny uh, AV editors out there and stuff. I need you to start recording just my screen, and then I want you to go back now and give me the Miller cut of Man of Steel, right? 
And when Zod starts broadcasting to every TV and they cut around to all the different people reacting, keep all that, but then insert me, all right? Oh, it's just like that thing in we'll 1984. Wait. We'll wait. <laughs> I was doing it. That was it. Hold on. I need, no, it's clean cut. Oh, man, this is just like that thing in 1984. And that's it, right? Because, of course, no, why would everyone freak out? The TV's being taken over. Oh, it's just like when Maxwell Lord did it. Jen, oh, get, get get in. Jen, you no, remember when this Jen, we're gonna have a wish. We're gonna get one wish. Do you think then I'm not blown at this time? I'm not blown at this time. Do you think they then cut over to Wayne Manor and Bruce Wayne goes, Well, I was gonna kill the Superman guy, but maybe I should also kill this Wonder Woman person because she's somehow responsible for everyone on the fucking planet getting the worst wish possible? Yeah, that's a good point, too. Oh, oh God. So yeah, the, she beats Cheetah. She goes inside. Max is broadcasting to everybody, and then fucks her up. And then he gets into like the weird like quantum leap. It's shooting all this stuff around him in blue light, and he's touching everybody. And she lassos his leg. We don't know that till later. And then she starts talking to him as if she's talking to him, but she's not talking to him. She's talking to everybody, saying, "Hey, everybody, you need to renounce your wish. I wanted one thing, and it wasn't. You know, it's not worth the cost. And you all need to do this." And the she's like. For the and maybe in a different time, but she's like, for the greater good, you all need to not be selfish. You all need to think of your fellow man and renounce your wish. And me sitting here, no fucking way. coming up on a year of quarantine because motherfuckers out there won't wear their mask and won't stop going to fucking parties and won't stop going to Florida for no fucking reason. I'm saying, like, how unbelievable is this? Because Nick's right. There's going to be one person who's like, no, I really like these shoes. No, (laughs) because I think of of this, right? I'm four years old in 1984. What would I have wished for? A Luke Skywalker toy. And if if you said you got to give that back, I'd be like, you're going to thank me for this toy. I'm not not giving (laughs) this back. This is my I'm most a prisoner on death row, right? I'm in the I'm in the yard or whatever, yeah. and they got the TV pops up and it's like, wish. And I'm like, I wish I was out of jail. I'm out of jail. And then she's like, listen, you got to give it. I'm like, fuck the world. I don't care. No, no, I'm dead either way. I wish you, she would have made an exception for the guy that got his little farm with the little cows. I wish she made an exception <laughs> for him. I I think yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, they they show the the there was like a couple or whatever that had wished for all the Irish to be locked up and he was like well I wish you were dead it cuts back to him like three more times and he's just kind of like uh and it's like no they're telling you you can unwish her to be dead but he's just yeah. sitting there being like I don't know Undead. you know like fuck what her about- I love that yeah. he unwishes her dead so she wakes up no idea what's happening, missed the inspiring speech. And he's like, listen, you need to unwish Irish people getting rounded up. And she's like, no, fuck no. you, Irish people. No. He's like, oh, no. Just don't like them. Just nonsense. What a God fucking bless nonsense. And I saw oh. people like, oh, man, people just, you know, they don't want bright movies. They don't want happy endings. They don't want, no, I don't want nonsense. I love a happy ending. I love it when the superheroes win and the world gets to go back to being a great place. And again, as, the, you know, Superman is supposed to or Wonder Woman is supposed to, they inspire people to be great. This, again, back to Kevin's point. This is tell not show. This is not us showing why Wonder Woman is such an inspiration and why she was able to make us all go, you know what? Yeah, we shouldn't be selfish. This is her talking to the fucking camera to try to bludgeon you with the point that they couldn't make in the front with their three voices in the very beginning of this fucking interview. Nick? Like maybe a better way to do it was you save Steve having to go back to the ethos for the third act, right? You've beaten Maxwell, uh, you've beaten Pedro Pascal's character, mm-hmm. and the whole world's watching, and Steve goes, hey, Diana, you have to let me go. And she goes, I can't, I love you, yada, yada, yada. Everyone's watching, yada, yada. And then he goes, yeah, yeah. no, you have to. And she goes, fine, I unwish. And then everyone goes, oh, my God, if she's willing to give up 
the love of her life, like I'm willing to give up this Luke Skywalker toy that I've always wanted. You know, the one sure. from Return of the Jedi where he's in black, where he's got the black hand and the cool green lightsaber. I never got yeah. it. Always wanted it. Um, that may have worked out a little better, but I still think that honestly the best way to do this was just to convince the bad guy to make a different choice, mm. which that's all they needed to do. And yeah. then because it's just completely right. Unbelievable that at that point, how many billions of people are on the planet in 1984, Kevin? At least two, Five. you have to imagine, maybe three. Five billion. So out of those people, at least a billion people were making wishes. There's no way. It's just not believable. No good. But it happens and it does it. And then, yeah, he's like, oh, my son, Eggerbite or whatever his name is. Eggerbite. <laughs> yeah. He transports himself over there and he's running. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's Eggerbite. not a name. It was 4.7 billion, Nick. 4.7, thank you. Yeah, not A new shirt, right? We're going to get the Gonzo for Go to Show for sure. <laughs> yeah, like Eggerbite, Eggerbite, or I'm excited for Eggerbite. Like, I'm thinking of like a, a sequel to the first shirt that we eventually put out whenever Robert Pattinson's Batman movie comes out. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Uh, they get reunited and it's all happy go lucky that they're together we also got a, a a very late scene of like why hey man why is maxwell lord such an asshole and it's like here's his entire life and his dad being ma- drunk and his dad being mad that he pissed the bed and nobody coming to his little black gold opening with his little mincy hat out and stuff like that and everybody at school didn't like him like oh okay and so maybe he's not that bad after all but no, i don't know but like wasn't black gold even when it was first open a pyramid scheme kind of a ponzi probably scheme, maybe right? who knows so, like, matter, he's still right? a piece of shit <laughs> So he's there. They're reunited. The world has unwished everything. Everybody's back to being happy. So now we're going to have a little December here. A little, you know, have a little Christmas uh, time in DC where there's the tree and Diana's there and she gets hit by a snowball thrown by her daughter. And Patty Jenkins' son is over there playing with her. Um, IRL. IRL. Yeah, IRL. Not this isn't some weird thing i'm pushing on you uh and then uh even though it'd be interesting right because if she actually had conceived with this guy that steve trevor was in the body of that's an interesting story when you knock back on that should have been the epilogue mm-hmm. she knocks on the door it's, it's like you know 10 months later she's got this kid knocks on the door and he's like hi and she's like hi this is weird i'm wonder i'm i don't even know you don't even know that i'm fucking a god and this is your baby she's like i've never met you lady no we i fucked in your apartment i fucked you in your mm-hmm. apartment for like a week we when I, when my Christmas dead boyfriend. Do you think that, do you but think I was pretending <gasps> it was someone else. I was imagining yeah. someone else's face. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, or maybe I saw the other guy. We are not hundred percent sure. All right, it's not. A, it's not a foregone conclusion. We'll have to get a, a Patty Jenkins ruling on that. Yeah, Nick. Do you think the first word out of the guy's mouth is like, "Wait, are you guys the ones that ate all my fucking pop tarts?" <laughs> And then it's just like, it's just a freeze frame on them laughing. And it's like directed by Patty Jenkins. <laughs> Instead, yeah, she talks to him for his <laughs> He talks to you. They talk at the Christmas. She's like, wow, she's, she's just so beautiful. You know, oh, sorry, talking to myself. I know it's fine. Well, and then there's this thing in the house, this uncomfortable, like, is she about to start dating him? Is that and like, know. no, he walks away. Okay, God. And then it's another thing of her just saying over and over, like the wor- the balloons floating away. She's like, the world's wonderful. It's just so wonderful, beautiful. And it's like, what the fuck the movie what ends. the hell <laughs> the movie fucking ends. until we get the badass uh uh post-credit scene where yeah uh asteria uh save, stops the pole from crushing and you, you wonder if it's going to be uh gal it's not it turns on it's linda carter and she does her best to wink and it was fucking awesome but it's also like it's syllables not- in the middle you'll need five for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to fret it haikus don't need to rhyme haiku in review Haiku in review. 
I enjoyed it because it was like it was quiet, it was, it was, but it yeah. still had the swag to it. You yeah, know? it was like, like the, it was like the, the jazz version of it. The yeah. beat fell out. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Jaku Raba did. 1984, Ragnarok, it wants to be totally a bore. Amen, sister. Amen. And that's it for now. Uh, Ragu Bagu, Greg. Let's do it. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the DCEU currently. Be rough. The standings look like this. Number one is Black Mask and Zaz. That's, of course, from Birds of Prey. Oh, Number yeah. two is Zod from Man of Steel. Number three is Doomsday Lex. Uh, that's uh, Batman v Superman. Uh, number 14 is Thad. I don't have a, I don't, I don't know who Thad was, but Thad was for number four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, number five is Sir Pat. Sir Pat? Sure. I guess that's Sir Wonder Woman's guy, right? I think that's Wonder Woman's guy. The... Yes, uh, David Lewis, or the guy that played Lupin. Is that the bad yeah, guy? Yeah, he was the werewolf. The werewolf. Yeah. Oh. Uh, number six is Ocean Master sat, slash manga. Mantra. No, what's his... Manta. 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 I, I read it as it's written. Number four, or seven, I'm sorry, Steppenwolf from Justice League. And number eight is Enchantress and her baby bro from Suicide Squad. Where do we want to put Maxwell Lord slash Cheetah? I think that this is such an example of how bad this franchise is that I actually think that they're fairly high for this list. Yeah. But I'd say mid-tier. Greg, can you give me the number three again? Number three is Doomsday and Lex from Batman v Superman. Number four. Number two. You say number four, four? number four? What was number, number four? four? I'm sorry. Number four is Thad from Shazam. Above them. I, I say that this is the new number four. I concur with Tim, and I would say that, yeah, I would put Maxwell Lord slash Cheetah above Thad and below Doomsday and Lex. I would, I would put this Thad. above Doomsday and Lex just Me because too. I enjoyed Pedro Pascal's performance quite a bit. And it's really I good. Think I, I enjoyed his performance um, almost as much as Ewan McGregor in Birds of Prey. It's just mm. Cheetah brings down... Brings it down for me, man. Discuss she's an, an unnecessary aspect of this, just to have like a fight scene at the end. But I agree with Andy, where I thought Pedro Pascal was just nailing his character the whole time, and I feel like he was fun to watch. And his and his, you you almost sympathize with how out of control all of this stuff gets for him. Um, so for me, I would put the number two as well. I would put it. But I feel four. I feel like he plays crazy a little bit better than than Jesse Eisenberg, who just went over the top with it. Uh, who was number Kevin, two already? Who was number two? Zod. Yeah, I would put this above I put it, Zod. I, I wouldn't yeah. put it above Zod. I put it right below Zod at three. Sorry, excuse me. I'm putting it at number four. All right, let's, so. let's get an official vote. I think it's it's number four, but to make sure. Uh, who here thinks it's better than Thad from Shazam? Everyone's hand is up. Who thinks they are better than Doomsday and Lex from Batman v Superman? Just Andy and Nick are up. So yeah, now number so it now goes number one, Black Mask, uh, Zaz, number two, Zod, number three, Doomsday Lex, number four, Maxwell Lord slash Cheetah. Now it's time to rank the DCEU. Currently, number one, Birds of Prey. Number two, Wonder Woman. Number three, Shazam. Number four, Batman v Superman. Number five, Man of Steel. Number six, Aquaman. Number seven, we left open because <laughs> Justice League and number nine, Suicide Squad, were that bad. So bad. And I think this makes a lot of sense that we had that spot open because that's Absolutely. exactly where I I agree. Yeah, below Aquaman. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Man, sure. I, I want. I, I would put this above Aquaman. I think. I. I think I Come would on, too. Guys. Aquaman was fun. 
Aquaman was long. I don't know that it was this dude, was long. Dude, this was so fucking long. Yeah, I, I guess the thing the thing that really, really, really bothered me about Aquaman is that it really wanted you to feel like, fuck yeah, this is bad, but I'm enjoying this. Hell yeah. And I never felt that because I was always no, just so just bad. I was always just so angry that it wasn't anything that <laughs> it, it wanted to be. <laughs> and you know, I thought Jason Momoa, I wanted him. In the way that we cheer on Vin Diesel because he's not great, like I wanted that to be for for Aquaman, and I just never felt that. I never felt anything um, in Aquaman. I thought it was just pretty bad all the way through. But in this one, I liked Pedro Pascal, and I enjoyed Chris Pine bringing um, you know some comedic relief, even though obviously his, his character is just like a complete buffoon. I still enjoyed those moments, and I still found myself laughing. Where in Aquaman. I I was never ever laughing because there was clever writing or funny dialogue. It was always just yeah. I hate I hate everything about this right now. <laughs> we always talk about tears of movies, specifically the MCU movies. Mm. Usually there, it's a compliment. I think that we're starting to see some tears here with the, the DC movies, and like I think that Aquaman and this are just in such a similar tier that it's like I don't give a fuck. But I do think that this is a much bigger disappointment than Aquaman. And for that reason, I put it low. That's my, I think that Tim nails it. Where that's the thing is like Aquaman. I remember going to see that in theaters and being like, I would never go see this movie if it wasn't part of DC. Like if I, you know what I mean? Like just what I'd seen for trailers and yada, yada, yada. And sitting through there and being at the end of it being like, all right, that was an action movie, whatever. And leaving. Whereas like Wonder Woman 84, like you look at all the parts here. You look at this cast. You look at the, even the glimpses of the performances. You're like, oh, this is gonna be so good, and like, not to mention, it's coming off Wonder Woman, which was great, and then you have Patty back to do it, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be, let's go, this is gonna be a lot of fun, and then just completely doesn't do anything. So, let's do the vote. Who thinks it's better than Justice League? Raise your hand. We all raise our hand. Who thinks it's better than Aquaman? Raise your hand. Mm, yeah, I'll give it a nod. Andy and Nick do. No one else does, which means that the new number seven is Wonder Woman 1984. Number one, Birds of Prey. Two, Wonder Woman. Three, Shazam. Four, Batman v Superman. Five, Man of Steel. Six, Aquaman. Seven, Wonder Woman 1984. Eight, Justice League. And nine, Suicide Squad. Uh, we will return this Thursday with a little bit of a change up in the schedule because during the, the break, Cobra Kai and Netflix decided to go a week early with season three. Thank God for that. Uh, but We'll be re reviewing Cobra Kai seasons one, two, and three yeah, in one episode. We're going to rank each season separately, but we're going to talk about all three as, as a whole. If I'm being honest, the reason we're doing that is I know there's no way, no possible way I can get Nick and Makuga to only talk about certain elements of each season. It's so not, we're it's doing it. it all. One big you have thing. to look at it all as one long movie, all the so movies, true. and, <laughs> so and Hillary Swank. And Hillary Swank, always. always and the always. Swank, the Swank Fest. Swank fest. Jeez. Uh, anyways, should call it that. Welcome to 2021. Watch the stream if you're you're watching this. It should be going into it. <laughs> anyways, love you. Bye. <laughs>